Now I am become Ken, destroyer of Barbie worlds. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> yeah, I did. Did you just make that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight from the heart. Um, welcome to the Sunday Movie Marathon. I'm Ken. I'm Ken. I'm Alan. Thanks, Alan. It's the Barbenheimer mm, episode. It is. Yeah. It's finally happened. Here we go. We've been talking about it for months and months. The, the news cycle is nothing but Barbenheimer. I say news cycle. It's more like social media cycle. Yeah. True, true. And there's so much on my like Instagram feed about, oh, Barbenheimer. We're all going to see Barbenheimer. Um, who, who, who actually like did it, though? I, I like think, a few people. I think quite did. a lot of people. Yeah, did my, that, a few yeah. people did. My TikTok is just filled with people that went to both, mm. but my TikTok is also filled with people that have been very naughty and have taken like videos in the cinema of them watching mm, yeah, both movies. Like, what? Like recording the screen? Yeah, like mm. madness. You can't do that. That's I don't know how they get. The law. I don't know how they get away with that I because on, um, they can see it, right? on Twitter earlier, apparently Tarantino went to see Barbie and then crossed the street to a different cinema to watch Oppenheimer. Yeah. Or it might have been the other way around, but either way, he saw, he did Barbenheimer. Yeah, Do you know nice. what? That actually is a bit of a vibe. If there was like a way that I could have seen it in two different cinemas, I might have, mm-hmm. I might have done that. Maybe. Yeah. We're in two different screens. That was kind of the same. Yeah, it just felt like a different it wasn't bit much the same. change of scenery. It was like across the, yeah, across the hallway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did it. It's different. Um, I thought Tom Cruise was going to do it as well. Yeah. When, like, uh, he, he like took forever to explain that he was going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen, seen that video yeah. of him being like, the interviewer is like, uh, are you going to go see uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer? And he's like, oh, wow. Well, you know, um, <laughs> ah, it's a great thing, cinema, isn't it? And he just like goes on this massive spiel. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go see Barbie and Oppenheimer <laughs> on a Friday. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know great, why. Go, great one, Tom. I don't know why he felt the need to circle all the way around. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I love that video of him that's gone viral recently where he's just eating popcorn. He's like, I love movies. <laughs> You'd kind of hope so as like yeah. a, an actor. What a guy. He <laughs> is insane. Guy. He is actually I've actually insane. been doing a lot of reading on him recently. I'm he like, is insane. He is a crazy fucking guy, I swear. I saw that Mission Impossible one, uh, mm. Dead Reckoning. I won't go into it, but I really liked it. Um, that the new one? Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, he's at least like praise of this like saviour of the cinema recently I think he's just doing some yeah. batshit crazy stuff doing like all this practical thing he wants his movies to be seen in the cinema and I think I gotta respect him for that honestly if not for like all the other weird stuff I guess he's been involved in yeah well, I personally don't really, or I don't really a... like him as a person mm-hmm. but I do kind of respect him don't yeah. really even like him as an actor either but mm-hmm. yeah I kind of I... respect him I don't like him that much. I, do. I quite like. I, I saw um, Top Gun Maverick uh, for the first time the other day. I got that on 4K. I'm mm. like, what? Fucking hell. I was like, damn, imagine seeing this in the cinema. That would have been great. Um, because I knew, like, he wants his movies to be seen in the cinema, obviously. Um, Fair enough. And I think that is probably the place, best place to uh, go for them. Yeah. Especially with these Mission Impossible movies. I think this is like the second one I saw in the cinema. I didn't see Fallout in the cinema, but I really uh-huh. love that movie. I think. Ghost Protocol is the only one I've seen in the cinema. I do mm-hmm. want to see the new one. I caught up on the <clears> franchise recently. Yeah. Had a good time with the two that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, Rogue Nation and Fallout. Yeah, especially Rogue Nation. Mm. I was like in the mini- minority that preferred that to Fallout for some reason. Yeah. I can't say I share the same sense. I do like them both. I really like mm. them. I watched uh, Fallout again recently. I was like, actually, this is like peak action cinema. It is really cinema good, yeah. To me. It's so well made. Um. The new one's quite like that as well. I don't think it's like as good 
But um, that's about as much as I'll say on Dead Reckoning. I like yeah. to go see it in the cinema. It's not, I don't know how well it's doing. Like, it's a, a quite it's, a strange release. Yeah, I think it's doing okay, but nowhere near as good as they were hoping for. No. I'm assuming that's probably bad choice of yeah. release and time, And now with Barbie and Oppenheimer, yeah. it's kind of, it's, it's gone past its peak now yeah. because of that. That's going to take over the entire box office. Yeah, it did not have a long run. No. Or, I mean, it was it's only still showing like a week or two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll go see it. I think, well, Darcy goes away for the next week and I get paid this week, so I'll probably mm-hmm. go see it when I get paid. Yeah, yeah. I would recommend it. Good one to watch in the cinema. Um, I just got a, uh, a ticket for like a, an outdoor cinema they're doing quite near us um, to see Top Gun Maverick. Mm. I was like, damn, if only I could have seen that in the cinema. And what do you know? They're showing it in an outdoor cinema. I've never been to an outdoor cinema before. I think that would be really fun. Yeah, I think that would be a fun vibe. Mm. You get out, you like deck chair. Yeah. Go out to the um, <laughs> deck chair. Bottle of field. Yeah, picnic blanket. Mm. Take a basket with picnic in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it all on my own though, so I'm not going with anyone. That'll be fun. Be yeah, you're a personal picnic. That's yeah, there quite we go. Nice. My own personal picnic. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> That'll like blow your face off. I, I, I think I've talked about like, how the one time I like went into the wrong cinema screening. I went in to see that uh, that movie was playing, and like it was like some plane sequence, and it's so fucking loud. Mm. It just like literally takes your face off just like seeing that. Yeah, um, but the sound is amazing. I watched it with headphones on the 4K. It's really good. No, mm. I'll probably yeah. watch it when Darcy goes tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I feel like with my subwoofer, the entire room's gonna be shaking. That's what you need though for yeah. that, that one. Like when we were watching Drive for this, <clears throat> like I felt my feet vibrating during a lot of the movie. Mm. Yeah, that's good though. The subwoofer is a, a, a good addition to yeah. the movie watching experience. Uh, get me one of those. The sound bar just ain't cutting it these days. Yeah, it's like purposely put behind the sofa as well so you can feel it, which <coughs> yeah, is really bizarre sometimes. So it like, adds like, depth. Mm-hmm. So it's like the sound's all around you. Sound's all around. Speaking of all around, should we get into Barbenheimer then? Yeah, yeah obviously we're going to be here for about. years, aren't we? Mm. The fabled Barbenheimer. So we went um, and our tickets booked for a while. Um, True. Go into the cinema. Is the game plan. Um, they changed the screen, so I don't know where I am. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go to another part of the cinema, and they take, they're like, what is your email? I'm like, just... Yeah, why was that? It, that bit like, was what? so unnecessarily, like, long and painful. Mm. They were like, oh, we've sat you here in the original yeah. seat you booked. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that. But then it like, yeah. got me thinking, like, are there, like, other people who have had their seats, like, relocated? Because if we... You, you got yours after they switched screens. Yeah. Yeah. So if... They'd like not put me next to you. That would have been disastrous. That's actually what I thought was going to happen when they said that they changed it. I thought, oh, fuck me. Here we go. Or even worse, before I went and asked anyone, we were like, they're two different screenings. Are we just going to like see it alone? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I panicked. (laughs) I was in panic mode. That would have been awful. Like just three hours of just like (laughs) Mm -hmm. strangers next to you. Fuck them. Yeah, we talked. Oppenheimer first, and then what, like a what, 45 minute break in between? Yeah, get some yeah food, give or take. Go back straight into Barbie. Um, yeah. I think that was the way to do it. Yeah. If, if you're going to do it, I think that's the way I to do know. it. I don't know. I think I'll, if I was to do it again, I think I would have done it the other way around. Mm. Interesting. Because I don't know, I guess like Barbie is a bit more, I would say I thought Barbie would be a bit more lighthearted. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're left with that feeling at the end of it, and not like this crushing, like crushing depression grief. at the yeah. end of Oppenheimer. I feel like that's the better way to go, but I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I think with me, obviously, I won't go too far into it, but 
after watching Oppenheimer, I was like, I feel like I can't watch anything now because anything I watch is going to pale in comparison to that. Mm. Well, I, I, it's it's just one of those things where you, just, you you know you walk out and it's like, I need to go to bed now. Yeah, it's a very exhausting it's, movie as well. I didn't take that into consideration, but mm. I mean, I we, we, we did all right. So, mm. I mean, yeah. it's, you did it's, very well. Congratulations to us all. I was I exhausted after all of this. Yeah, no, same. I, pff, <laughs> on the, on that I know we're just sitting back, there watching like, movies, but Jesus, it's so exhausting. It takes it out of you. I don't think people actually like understand. I mean, because, yeah, at the end of the day, if you actually think about it, it's not like we're fighting in any wars no. or anything. We're literally just sitting down, but it's the... And we put ourselves through it, you know? It's the constant <laughs> stimulation. We're really, we're really trying here. We were pretty much like, it felt like we were the only people that got into Oppenheimer on time as well. Yeah, Do a lot you know, of people switching I, seats, a lot of people coming in late. I'm not yeah. going to blame people for that, though, because they obviously didn't tell Max that they switched the screens. So there was quite obviously people that had, not everyone, but there were quite obviously people that were coming from one end and being like, oh, it's not at screen four anymore. I've got to go all the way back around across the other side of the cinema. So, so one I mean, minute not, walk. It's I know, not I'm even not, that. I'm not going to blame them for it, especially when the film started earlier than they normally would. Yeah, they I'm not blaming like, anyone. They didn't show any adverts. It was just trailers and then straight mm. into it. So yeah, probably. I mean, I'm not complaining. Although those two people, so there's these two people that sat down next to me and they were having like the time of their life. And then these three girls come in and they're clearly meant to be sitting in the free seats on the end. Well, I say on the end. I don't really mean that. Um, but they looked at me, this guy and this woman, and were like, those guys are in our seats. And I was just waving at them because I was like, nah, bitch, this is my seat. <laughs> yeah. And then and then this fucking poor, like, cinema worker, I've ever, I've never really seen them do anything at the cinema, but this was the first time, comes in and he's like, oh, there's this guy that's sitting next to Max who shouldn't actually be there. And then these guys were mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. But they were like, came in, like, I don't know, like half halfway through the, fu- well, I don't, well, yeah, not halfway like through, half but like, an hour, 45 minutes then. And I thought you had been better off just going to the next fucking screening at this yeah. point, because you're not going to have a fucking clue. Mm. If you miss like even the first five minutes of this, I feel like you'll have no idea what's going on because it, it, it's edited and it's cut in such a way that's like, it's like breakneck. Yeah, yeah. everything and just it's happens. It's like three hours long, but it still feels very fast. Yeah. It reminded me of like the editing of Magnolia. Yes, that's yeah. like basically the exact same. Where it's like just constant batshit stuff happening for three hours, and never slows down once. It didn't mm-hmm. really feel free. Well, no, it didn't feel like three hours. I think, it's but quite, me holding in my Wii felt yeah. like three hours. <laughs> it's quite impressive how he managed to do that, considering most of the movie is just like talking. It is yeah. very dialogue heavy, but I, you know, obviously being the the TikTok addict that I am, um. I'd seen like loads of people doing like they'd already been like because obviously we went on Saturday mm. and everyone was doing it on the Friday. We're doing the Oppenheimer dance afterwards. Yeah, and doing like loads of <laughs> videos about like you know like non-spoiler things you should know or whatever. And it was like, don't go and read up about it before you go. Uh, have a wee before you go. It's very like it's very dialogue heavy. There's not a lot of action, and that one particular scene isn't all that bad and is not 15 minutes long. I don't know who told you it was. Oh, what the sex scene. No, they're what? talking about the uh, the Trinity scene. Uh, people right. were saying it was like 15 minutes long, so people didn't want to go because they were like, oh, it's going to be really loud, it's going to be like really bright, it's going to be horrible. But it's only like five minutes or six minutes. It's not that long. And it's also not that bad. Why would bad. you not go like, if you're like interested in it? Why would you just not? Like, oh, because for 15 minutes it's quite bright and loud. Well, I took my loops with me, and I'm glad that I did because I obviously have like quite mm. quite sensitive hearing anyway. So I was like, yeah, like the first couple of minutes, obviously, you know, you get like 
you know, like uh, clips of like, you know, like cracking and noises from like, I don't know, you, you know what I mean? Like the, you know, the nuclear shit that's going on. There's like cracks and pops oh, right, and yeah. like, you know, little loud noises and stuff. And I was like, oh, I could, I just know this film is going to be really fucking loud. And then it, it got to a certain point and I just went, Do you know what? I'm just going to put my headphones in now. Not my headphones, my loops in now because I'm like, this is going to be too loud for me. And I'm sitting there with my little beanie on, like, fucking covering mm. my ears. But, um, do you know what? No, it's not. It's not even that bad. But if you, I don't know. I think you, you, you should go into it thinking this movie's about like nuclear bombs, right? It's sort gonna of. be. It's gonna be kind of loud. So if you go into it knowing that you're, mm. you Can already know what's happening. It? I feel like we've just like started the conversation without saying. Oh, if, what yeah, it is. sure. If you, I just feel like everybody knows yeah. what yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, so I don't but know. What, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's about Robert Oppenheimer. <laughs> J. Robert Oppenheimer. Yeah. Creator of the atom bomb. It's kind of mm-hmm. about his life. Obviously directed by Christopher Nolan. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Everyone. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It's yeah. Build up to the atom bomb and everything that happened as a result of that. It's um. I didn't find it particularly loud, but I did find it very noisy. Yeah. Yeah. I maybe that's what There's I mean. I don't know. Yeah. There's like the score is pretty much nonstop. Like the musical score, it just goes and goes and goes. There's maybe like two scenes in this whole movie. That doesn't have music. Mm. Yeah, but I think they're like the most That's important like parts. That's like a very Christopher Nolan mm. thing, though. Mm. I was like, obviously watching this, thinking back to like Tenet or yeah. Dark Knight Rises, where I'm still like very, very critical with the sound mixing of both of those, especially Tenet, yeah. where it's just so loud, but the dialogue is just so quiet. Do you know what? Someone Whereas, said that in their like little yeah. little review about how the music drowned out the speech, but I didn't really. Whereas, I think in this it. It does occasionally fall into that, but I mm. didn't feel like it was ever as distracting as that. And I actually think no. the sound mixing is really, really great. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's that's good then, because I mean, I did, I did really, I don't know, I just thought everything was kind of yeah, loud. It's very so... loud, very noisy, but I think it's very purposeful and it works super well. Whereas I feel like in Tenet, it's quite grating and annoying. I also mm-hmm. think that um, our view in particular, that there's like particular screens that are so much louder than the other ones. Yeah, screen, and yeah. So, screen one is always really loud. And so much hotter. It was boiling in there for like no reason. Yeah. Both of these, both these screenings were very hot. I only felt it uh, um, in the first one, but I think that's just, I don't know, I, the instant I sat down, I was like, you know, like you feel like the wolf, you know, like when you walk into mm. a shop and it's like, blast of heat that's yeah. what i felt like and i was like this is yeah it was it was it was like cold and raining outside as well yeah it was, it was like a bit wore of a... jeans like a coat to go in there it's like a culture shock um, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it was um it was a bit hot <laughs> yeah all, all things aside for the cinema i thought like a really solid movie and especially yeah. like after tenet i think when he has like a story that he wants to tell he's very good at telling that yeah. story tenet i don't know I like that movie, but I like it because it's just batshit. Yeah, like nothing makes that's sense. Like the only thing I like about it, yeah. really. There's like he's doing balls to the wall shit in that movie that like it just felt like a fever dream that he had had. Yeah, and where I think there's no reason for Tenet to be as loud and overbearing as it is because it's like a spy espionage thriller type of thing. This where it's like about bombs. It's it's got a reason to be loud. Yeah. And have noise constantly going through it. So mm-hmm. I didn't, as much as um, I don't, I don't even feel like it was like overbearing, the the noise factor for me, and especially like at the the actual sequence where they detonate yeah. the atomic bomb. I think they handle it all so well, and in terms of like the the balancing of sound and visuals and that, I think they just do such a fabulous job with it. I think probably he learned a bit from Tenet 
and everybody complaining that it was fucking loud. Yeah, I think so. I, I haven't seen it, so I, I can only <laughs> no. comment on when I, I saw it. I, I've not yeah, seen it since I saw it in a cinema, so I well, don't know how that, it would be at home with subtitles and shit. Better. See, yeah, I, 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 bet, so, I reckon yeah. I've seen it about three times now. I've seen it, okay, well, once I saw it in the cinema, um, and I, I didn't understand what the fuck was going on, I got the 4K for it, I watched it again with subtitles, and it's a lot better when you can understand yeah. what they are saying. Go figure. And then I watched it again with the um, uh, the audio, audio for the visually impaired. Yeah. So it oh, sort of tells okay. you what's happening. Yeah. Like, well, this will be interesting because I have no fucking clue what's <laughs> happening in this movie. So if somebody explains what's happening, it's, it's so funny. If if does if, that make it better if, at least? It's um. Well, I don't know better, but it's funnier. Okay. Oh, I mean, or at least is it more understand? I don't know because I know nothing about it. Other sort than- of, yeah. I guess you could understand yeah. it a bit better, mm. but it's not really a movie that needs to be understood. You know, they even say it in that movie, like, "Don't try to understand it. Just feel yeah. it." I'm like, shut up, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Just make something that people understand. But he made it with Oppenheimer. Yeah, yes. definitely. Clearly, he wanted to make it. It was clearly like a massive passion project. But he gets people in the cinema. Well, the thing yeah, is, it's, it's also a movie that. Because it's a real story, there's only so much you can just like make up and just shove mm. in there, right? Like you can't just be like, and then Oppenheimer um, flew into a plane and landed on the yeah. English Gulf or whatever. And it's like, well, obviously not, you know. What I mean? The man from Tenet came into Oppenheimer's bedroom. <laughs> yeah, like there's only so much you can yeah. can do with a story. I think Christopher <laughs> Nolan's one of like the few. Like directors who Pete is like a household name, and people will go to see a Christopher Nolan movie. He always has these huge budgets, but like he delivers in like every single film. I think apart from Tenet, is always like a huge success with him. Mm. And Tenet, you know, it had like who's to say if it wasn't released when it was, it would have yeah, done better. It would have done better, I yeah. think. It was oh, just what came out in the lockdown, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was like one of the first films that came out like when things started opening up again. So. That was their test drive. Yeah, and it failed miserably. Did it? Yeah, it did. <laughs> it's a shame. But then to bounce back, create mm. something that's um, arguably even more <sighs> insane and yeah. bombastic for another mm. word. I don't know. Um, it led to him falling out of Warner Brothers as well. So I think this is like his first film in decades not put out by Warner Brothers, put out by Universal instead. Yeah. Why do you think that is, though? Um, he fell out of them because of, well, they didn't like how pushy he was to get it out by like during covid mm. and he also didn't like the fact that they were trying to push him to like put it out on digital oh, so right. we talk about and they, now. like yeah and i don't know they, i was thinking um, about oppenheimer because that was obviously universal as well yeah so. and then warner brothers were like we're gonna put all of our movies out from now on on hbo max like alongside their theatrical releases mm. and i think okay. christopher nolan was like well then i'm not gonna work with you guys anymore well it's just Good for him. Well, yeah, because obviously as someone whose career, you know, is kind of live and die by the cinema, if you're yeah. then just going to watch it at home. He is a purist. He has to. Yeah, that's basically what I'm getting He wants all his at. movies to be seen in IMAX cinemas and he shoots mm. exclusively on film. Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm actually just reading about the, the movie now on IMDb, about yeah, the black yeah. and white segments, to be precise. It's, yeah, it's not possible yeah. for us to see it in IMAX. We don't have an IMAX near us. Well, there's one in Chichester, yeah. as I was told yesterday. That's ages away. By Chris. I know, it is, it is quite far, but I mean, I don't know. I, I'd consider it, because I feel like it would look pretty yeah. sexy. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, would yeah, look, yeah. it would look delicious. Is that... That's... um. 
If I'm correct, is that the one that I'm? It goes like two seventy. Is it the one that goes over the sides, like the screen? Sorry, I'm just chatting. I don't shit. think so, but I've never been seeing IMAX movie. I think it's just a huge screen. Because I went to I went to see um that Star Trek movie in three D, and I think it was at um an IMAX, and the screen mm. goes like almost like to the sides. I don't know, but I don't know if it was IMAX or not. But it was fucking horrible because it was giving me like jet lag the whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we got the biggest cinema screen on the south coast i was i was actually talking about this with chris yesterday i would love to see it again but i can't go and sit at number six because it's uncomfortable i would have to Mm. sit on the floor at the front where there's no seats you have to bring a cushion cushion. some blankets the thing is if i could do a bit people do that all the time i'm actually i'm actually debating it because i would go and see it again but the it's just so uncomfortable i can't Mm. oh and also because it's three hours, I'm going to have to like, you know, can we stop the movie for roughly a minute and a half so I can go to the toilet? Saying that, if I've already seen it, I can yeah, just leave can, and yeah. come back now. You but I didn't, wanna, I didn't want to leave. So yeah. I spent the whole, I think it was about the last hour and a bit because there was a guy in front of Max who was constantly checking the time. One which was annoying, but also quite useful. So it got to about half three. He checks his phone and I go, all right, we've got about an hour left of this. I think I can do this. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to get up now. And then there was this one bit right near the end. I say right near the end. It was like 20 minutes to the end. I was like, do I go? Do I stay? And I'm about to get up. And I think, oh, it's just getting to the part where we find out about stuff. And I'm like, let's hit the fuck back down again. (laughs) Well, as soon as the credits came on, you bolted. I, d- I I was like, Chris, I I might. You and Chris had had an argument. (laughs) No, I was like, Chris. I I did a cough earlier and I may or may not have pissed myself. I'm going to have to go. <laughs> I didn't. I actually yeah. didn't. I checked. <laughs> but I thought I did. So I was like, Chris, I'm going to have to leave you now. Mm. <laughs> I just bolted. Like cont- never ran so context, quick. You also weren't feeling well. Like, oh, I was the whole day. so ill before the movie. Like I actually thought I was going to be sick. I was like, okay, I need to, I need to, I need to just sit down for a minute. I felt mm. awful. Mate, what happens in this movie? I thought I was going to be sick. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was. This is it such was a mad. weird fucking movie for Nolan to make. I know he said that it was kind of like a think? horror movie. Yeah, and kind of is. Yeah. <gasps> Jesus, yeah. I mean, there were it parts of it that were man. Yeah, parts of that, it I was like terrified. There's that scene especially where um he like goes to that big rally when he starts talking and he starts like seeing people melting and shit. There's like a jump scare in it and everything. Oh, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, where he's like standing in some person's like ashened corpse. Jesus yeah. fucking That's like Christ. Horrifying. That's one of Perfect. the most disturbing things I've seen this year. My brain just immediately went horror movie material. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think anything about it. It was I thought mad. it was like the perfect way they could have done that as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's no way mm. you can like show this. You can't show a movie like this and be like, the American dream, we won, right? You can't do that. You mm-hmm. have to. I, I enjoyed the fact that it didn't stop after he had detonated. That's kind the, of how I thought it was going to end. And and fair. also that they had bombed Japan twice. Um, you can't because the, the whole time I was thinking it was just horrible, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, it was just. It was, I couldn't even imagine what these people were feeling, but everybody was there like, "Woo, America, go America, we did it!" I'm like, "You didn't do shit, man." It's it's horrendous what happened. Yeah. So you can't have a movie like this mm. and be like, we did it. Especially, so I'm like, so glad that there was like a toll that was taken on this character well, of Oppenheimer, be, right? where he just like he felt so horrific about it. He was like uh, saying that he felt like he had blood on his hands. I'm like, thank God. Yeah, like thank imagine that, that, like you know that bit where he's sitting 
with I don't know the people that obviously like in his committee or whatever and they're like and look at these pictures of like people 30 days after the after the bomb had gone off look they're all dying from radiation poisoning isn't that fun and he's just like oh this is fucking yeah, I awful. think a big part of um, Oppenheimer's <laughs> story is his regret and like grief for what mm. he had committed and like his actions to kind of fight against that kind of shit happening again so I feel like if it ended um just with the bomb going off, then it just wouldn't have been the same movie. That's, mm. Do you know what? I That's how I thought it was going to end because the I guess the trailers kind of made it seem like, you know, this whole thing, he was going to like, t- you, you know, go into the whole, I'm going to make this thing, I'm going to do this thing. Mm. And I thought that's how it was going to end because they were going to be like, yeah, we did it, guys. But it was... Yeah. It full, was full definitely spoilers a lot, for Oppenheimer, by the way. I mean, obviously. I mean, let's but, be honest. We've already ruined some yeah, of it. it so. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> whatever. We, this is the format of the podcast. We don't give spoiler alerts. Um, just watch them. Everybody's no, seen no, Chris it. Everyone just, has seen Chris it. Chris just puts them on the. Um, yeah, it's in description. I love yeah, this, yeah. right? So read the description. When but, we were watching the, <laughs> when we were watching the, uh, the marathon earlier, <clears> there was. <laughs> it's because it's come up again. It's make it's making me laugh because it's so stupid. Um, where it was like. Oppenheimer is um, not showing in Japan for a very significant reason. I was like, mm. it's an obvious reason. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, yeah. there's a reason why people don't want to see that in Japan, probably. Like, yeah, you, like we've all seen the memes. Like, to be respectful, why is this a headline article? Like, it's just so obvious. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because they're like, what is this? What is the, uh, what's the release date in Japan? And everyone's like, no. <laughs> 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 what do you mean? <laughs> mm. It was a, a point that was made in the movie where they thought that potentially it would it could have just destroyed the entire world with this like sort of chain reaction that would ignite the entire atmosphere of, <laughs> of the whole world. It's it it is so like horrendous and terrifying, and especially like and how they explain it as well. I thought he was definitely leaning more into like. Sort of channeling David Fincher in a way when he was yeah. doing all the all of his explanations of stuff. It really reminded me of like Zodiac a lot. How they were just like you just see people in a room talking, and it's like insanely gripping because you understand like the, the ramifications of it and like what could actually happen. And um, there was a point made like right at the very end where he said, "Well, we thought that it could destroy the entire world, but I think it actually did." And it's like, oh, oh mm. man, it's true. <laughs> like, this, yeah. It was never the world was never the same again, and and just like these details that people keep telling Oppenheimer, like um, you know, this is like the most insane, the the biggest bomb in the world that's ever been made, and mm. somebody tells him, yeah, until somebody else makes a bigger one, it's yeah. like yeah, it's always going to be this escalation, it's always going to be uh, like more and more, and it's, it's like it's not safe with us. This these this technology is not safe with us. It's um. They they put like a quote at the beginning about Prometheus and how he stole yeah. fire from the gods and gave it to humanity mm-hmm. and how he was tortured for eternity for that. Um, and it's like it's such a good narrative thread to put through the movie and then sort of reference fitting, it every so often. Um, yeah, it's like, it's crazy stuff. <laughs> I love that with this movie, uh, Christopher Nolan kind of shows off how good a writer he is. It's mm-hmm. like with his last couple movies, Dunkirk and Tenet, that's not really like the focus of it. So it's nice to see him go back to just kind of showing off his writing skills because I think mm-hmm. that's like one of his most underrated traits. Yeah, he's a big, big guy on a spectacle. Yeah, you know, sometimes the writing can get lost a bit. Um, I think about like 
don't know. I, I really like Interstellar. I think that's like a, such a tremendously well written movie. Yeah. But like, there are parts of it where I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> Ever so slightly. But then, like, I don't know. Like the Dark Knight yeah. Rises, well, that's a bit, or mm. Tenet is a bit scattershot in terms of the writing because I just think he ran with a concept and didn't give too much thought about how to execute it in terms of the, the, the writing as a whole. Yeah. It's just, it's very much spectacle, that movie. But this is, Oppenheimer, I think, is such a, a good blend of both of exactly what he can do really, really well. And he gets to showcase it all in this. It's like probably one of his best movies, I think. If I watch yeah, it again, I I'd probably so. think maybe it was like a masterpiece. Because <laughs> there's so much information they're throwing at you. I don't know if I got it all in this one sitting. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what, when I bolted out, that's kind of, well, not to Crying. those words, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what, um, yeah, I was listening to this couple on the way out. And one of them said, yeah, there was just like a lot of information given at once. And I do actually think for three hours worth, you are kind of, it is constant, isn't it? Because mm. you're just constantly being talked yeah. at uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, over and over. But I, I never felt like I was in there for like three hours. Mm. Not re what, what I mean is not a minute is wasted, quote unquote. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was, it was one of those where I thought, I didn't really know what to think about it going in. Because I was like, hmm. I don't know if I care about this that yeah. much. Mm. For me, it did feel like three hours, but not in a way where I was bored or felt no. like it was. It dragging. wasn't dragging. Yeah, it wasn't it, dragging. It, like it did feel like three hours, but in it a, needed in to a be. good way. It would have felt. Yeah. It would have felt like probably worse, or like you'd been robbed a bit if it felt like it was ninety minutes. Or yeah, definitely. I don't think you could be able to do this in an hour and a half. I feel like yeah, you'd just be like rushing to get to the conclusion. Mm. Surely, I mm. mean, maybe maybe you could have done it in two if if we're gonna push maybe for I time like you probably but... would have lost a lot of important things yeah because the film i feel like does it is kind of a character study it yeah. really like delves mm. into this character of oppenheimer and yeah what are they gonna I do oppenheimer like, 2 yeah, i feel like yeah we, we have to we have to make another one oppenheimer yeah. the opening <laughs> i feel like if you shorted it down there'll be a lot of like character development and shit that would be mm. cut out because mm -hmm. there's a lot of scenes where i feel like it's easy to look at and go oh that's a bit pointless or that doesn't need to be there but I think in what he's trying to do it, I feel like every single second is necessary yeah like yeah. The, I'm, I am one of those people that I am currently just reading through reviews mm -hmm. and do you know what it's very hard to find one that's been bad although some people just said it's like kind of boring which I mean I didn't think it was boring and that's no. coming from me I get bored like this mm. but it I would could depend see why if you someone felt yeah. like that was the type of movie you would engage with. Yeah. Maybe yeah, that's what I mean. Like it could be boring to them because maybe they if it's not interesting to you, then of course you're gonna be bored because heavy dialogue, yeah. not a lot of boom booms going on. You know what I mean? Like if, if you're not into that kind of thing, then yeah, I guess it is that's kind why of boring. Barbenheimer in a way. is such a phenomenon. Because <laughs> mm. you know, the bar the Barbie mm. audience is not the audience stereotypically for the Oppenheimer audience and vice mm. versa. And yet it's, they've reached this sort of middle ground where it's, everybody's talking about doing Barbenheimer. So now everyone's so doing much it. much yeah. of a juxtaposition. Um, but, you know, if, if you're like not engaged with this story, I would completely understand because it's definitely not for everyone. It is no, like one of the talkies. <laughs> the talkie <laughs> the definitely talkie is a talkie. Um, so if you're not really into that sort of thing, I get it. I just think, like, I run in these circles where, like, this is exactly the movie for me, but also, like, yeah. Barbie could also be exactly the movie for me as well, because it's coming from, like, these um, really acclaimed directors, and, like, there's a lot of backing behind it. Yeah. But, uh, but I never felt 
bored like at all no I, this- I i didn't and i was actually kind of surprised because i mean wasn't i surprised i don't know you know when you i, d- I didn't read anything into it like before i went i went in um you know i didn't really know anything about it other than uh killian murphy kind of does look a bit like uh the oppenheimer guy strangely mm. good <laughs> casting blah 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 it's really but, like, good casting yeah. But like I'm, just, I, I don't know. I was just kind of going, "Am I gonna like this?" And for the first like ten or fifteen minutes, I thought, "Hmm, maybe not." And then it just sort of changed into this sort of like fuckery of a movie, and I was like, "Okay, cool, like whatever." I'm like, I don't know. It was more interesting to me because obviously, like it, it actually did happen. But the thing is, you, you know what's gonna happen, but yet you're still sitting on the fucking edge of your seat going. Please don't blow up the whole fucking world, even though I'm living right now and I know you <laughs> don't. Please don't do it. Like, was anyone else thinking Josh Peck is going to fucking touch gonna that fucking button? He's going to kill us all. <laughs> and I was like, of course he's not going to fucking yeah. kill us all because he's literally, because <laughs> we're sitting here yeah. watching the movie. Drake, where's the button for the atomic bomb? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was, it's just, I don't know. It's like a testament to a movie when you're still like, tense even though you know oh, yeah. what's gonna happen well, i was on the edge yeah, of like my why? seat like why i was like oh my shaking yeah. uh, like during that atomic bomb test sequence i'm like that was why fucked are... up. i was also expect like what i liked about that scene in particular was that i thought right so i had my little loopies in and i was like right i am ready this is gonna blow off my fucking ears the opposite mm. fucking silence <laughs> i the thought that was better you know music. Mm. i thought that was so better the score does not play and it's all complete silent. I love like the um the sound design with like all the the test stuff they do with like blowing up things. It doesn't. You see mm. it blow up, and then like a, a second later, you'll hear it because yeah. the wave passes over them after such a yeah, time. That's exactly, I think that's exactly what exactly would how, happen. Yeah, mm. that is literally how that kind of noise works, right? Like you don't hear it instantaneously because mm-hmm. it's just not how it happens. But I kind of like that. Yeah. No, that that whole thing was like. Yeah, it was very well done. I feel like. So much of it was practical. I don't. Yeah, like, no, apparently there was it, no yeah. CGI at all. Mm-hmm. It's all practical. Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't the, know the how they managed that. that you're yeah. able to see on on this massive screen. It's like, oh my god, mm. he's always pushing the boat. He's always trying yeah. to do something new, and he always kind of seems to manage it. As yeah, much but... as like, I don't think you can take away from his movies what you want, and like sometimes they're not like, oh, that one wasn't as good as this one. But he's always showing you something you've never seen before. I do think he's trying to push the boat out in that way. Yeah. I think on the technical level, I'd say this is his best movie. Well, it was, yeah, it was it was insane. But like, <laughs> I saw like a video of people who were working on the movie who were like, we are shitting ourselves because we know that no one's going to want to do it like practical. <laughs> like, how are we going to do this? You see that interview he had where he said <laughs> that he was flattered that people think that he would actually... Uh, launch a nuclear yeah. bomb. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he he did that. I feel like that's something that I really like want to find out. How did he? How did he do that? How did mm. he make it? No, how did he, how did he make it? I mean, how did you pull that off? That's what I want to know. Probably like miniatures. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. so yeah, because like... I guess you could blow them up, can't you? Like digitally afterwards, I suppose. Yeah, there's like so much like the, the plumes of smoke in the explosion. Yeah, man. How that like erupts upwards and outwards. There's like, I don't know how you would do it with a miniature. I feel like, I don't know, if they were like in the middle of nowhere, you could sort of do something a bit bigger, not like world ending, but I feel, yeah. I feel like there was something there. Um, You saw like, like the promotional images for it and like going, like they were out in the desert blowing, 
blowing up these bombs um, that looked pretty wild. Um, they did. They look sick. Yeah, I think he he knows what he wants. He know in the night. He's not going to blow up the world. I don't think maybe in the next one for Oppenheimer too. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, so once again, I've uh, I've hit the rabbit hole of like finding reviews on this movie, and mm-hmm. I just found one called <laughs> Nolan: The Depeche Mode of the Film World. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Um. So the first line is. In the electronic synth world, it's a sin to criticise anything Depeche Mode do. I feel like it's the same about Nolan movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what is this? And they're like, this movie is confusing and boring. Mm, exactly, yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. Is it conf- I don't think so. Right, I think what people are talking about here is, once again, I saw a video for this before I went in, so I wasn't confused. But they're talking about the backwards... Um, subjective and objective views in colour and black and white and that's what they're talking about Mm -hmm. is how confusing that was but once I watched that video I was like that makes sense yeah I mean I was a little confused as to who every character was and what their role was Um, I wasn't too upset by the end of it though no I think by the end of it I was like okay that makes sense you have three hours to kind of piece it out in your mind it's a bit like Cloud Atlas that was one of the most confusing films I've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is no Cloud Atlas uh, oh no, but I, 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 in terms of like you know, you have to figure it out as you're watching it. Like, mm. what the fuck is happening in Cloud mm. Atlas? As as far as like the casting goes, everyone is in this movie. Yeah, as soon as like some other guy showed up, I mean, it was always like some white guy. Um, so every white guy, <laughs> every white guy so in true. Hollywood, like I don't know, so you can't, true. <laughs> can't change Nolan that much. Um, just like shows up and like, oh look, it's um mm. Casey Affleck for some reason. Oh look, it's um. Robert Downey Jr., uh, Benny Safdie, Florence Pugh, Killian Murphy, um, Emily Blunt. Well, you had Emily um, Blunt. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Get up. Like you had Rami Malek, but he's yeah, Rami, yeah. He's I not. He would he's do not. More. A, he's not a white guy, though, is he? No, but he was there. Uh, that is true. He was there. Yeah, um, Dexter's dad. Dexter's dad comes oh, in. Yeah. Do you know what that was? Matt part, Damon. That was the uh, surprise of the movie yeah, for like, me. Me, me, because what was that man? Josh Peck from Drake and Josh. Yeah. Uh, Jack oh, Quaid see, I already from knew the that. Boys. Yeah, Josh Hartnett was in it as well. The, Josh Hartnett, yeah. The Bridge Terabithia guy. Is that <laughs> no. who? No, I don't know his name. That's <laughs> Josh, Josh Hartnett. Hartnett. Like that. It's close. <laughs> who, who, who is that one? That guy. Oh, who the fuck is yeah. that? He has a great name in this he, movie, though. Tom Conti as Einstein. He was good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, he went Do really you know what? Well. Is, it, is it weird that I didn't expect. Einstein to be alive at this point. I don't know. I don't know where that came from in my brain. But mm. when they were like, "He's here most afternoons," and I look out and I'm like, "That what? geezer looks like Einstein." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "What is he doing? Why is because, Einstein like, alive?" He revolutionised so much shit. It's like hard to believe that he was alive that recently. Yeah, I, know, yeah, I really didn't think he was. He's a timeless man. Yeah. yeah. It was. Just, yeah, that was that was quite something. David Desmeldian. I feel like he's in everything now. Yeah, he is. He's always there. <laughs> he's um, the spot this weird guy, guy from Suicide Squad. And um, oh, Prisoner. Yeah. Yeah. And Ant-Man. <laughs> Gary Oldman as Harry Truman. Mm. Yeah, that was fun. Dane DeHaan. As soon as Dane DeHaan showed up, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> no, he was all right. It wasn't too bad. I think everyone was really good in this. Yeah. To be honest, the, the acting was... Like there wasn't Gone anyone point. out of place, I don't no. think. Yeah, they all I mean, knew the assignment. Killian Murphy was pretty insane in it. I think he was fantastic. 
Mm-hmm. I felt like he had to be though, right? You can't <laughs> you can't cast him for a role of a lifetime and then be shit. Mm. It just doesn't happen. No, he's, he's not bad in anything. It's already getting obviously a lot of award buzz for his performance. Yeah, everyone's mm-hmm. like Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. I think now it's the front runner for best picture this year. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised. They I like mean, it is well, only yeah. July, but I, I'll let it be because. Does it know? Does Nolan win every? I don't know. Does he win every Oscar he he's ever been? He's never won a single Oscar. He's no. never won one. No, he's one, been one. nominated once or twice. I think. Okay. I think only once actually. He's Dunkirk was the first film he was nominated for. Mm, right. Okay. I thought. I don't Which know. I just mad. thought. He's mad. I don't know. I just thought with his like caliber and popularity, I thought he would have won something. Was nominated for VFX. Yeah, I think. Well, his films, I think, always get nominated, but mm. he's only been nominated for director once. Right. I feel right. like I don't think they've ever been nominated for best. This picture, movie should definitely Dunkirk. win something in terms of like visuals. Yeah, effects, like I don't yeah. know. Is there one for practical effect? I don't Just fucking remember. Effect, isn't it? Visual effects. Does that, that count? Encapsulate yeah. It all. yeah, all of it. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, I don't know whether it's all digital or whatever. But if not, this this does deserve to win that because yeah, that was in, that was insane. Did you get it for anything? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. But like, if I was feature. gonna give it to anything, it would be for the for that visual yeah, I think stuff. The ones alone. I've seen the most be visuals, um, best 100%. picture, best actor, and best supporting actor for Robert Downey Jr. Robert, yeah, I've heard a lot about Which how I can yeah. highly seeks. They love giving like legacy awards out, mm. and he's never won. So, but he pulls oh, it out the bag. He does, yeah, and he is great in it as well. He so he would deserve it. <laughs> he, he would do- deserve it. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be like a Jamie Lee Curtis from last year. No. What was that really all about? Was that what just like fuck? that was a legacy award? Stole oh, okay. Stephanie yeah, Sue's yeah. award. Yeah. <laughs> thing is, even if it was a legacy award, is that such a bad? Such no, a bad I thing? mean she was good in that movie. Mm. I, I wasn't mad about it, but I wouldn't say she was the best supporting actor Maybe. in that movie or nominated that year. That was for everything everywhere, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's, a, that's another one of those films though, where everyone was so good that it's like, who'd you pick out of the best? Like, I don't fucking know. Mm. Give it to all of them. Just just have a collective award where everyone in the movie gets a thing. Mm. I thought Emily, <laughs> you know? Emily Blunt was really good in the movie. Mm. Emily Blunt was really good. I love her. Yeah, Florence so Pugh wasn't in it enough. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh constantly <laughs> just tells you with every performance that she's like one of the best that's out there in that like, the, the modern cinema scene. And then she pulls off like really great performances in every movie she's in. There's never a point where I'm like, I always see a character when she plays a character. Mm. Whereas I don't know, you could say like Robert Downey Jr. You don't always see the character. Um, you see Robert Downey Jr. He's such a yeah high figure in that case. But like Florence Pugh, she's just she's just constantly doing it. She's just an actor. I really respect her for that. Mm. Even like the weaker ones, like Hello Darling. It's not even cold. It's it's called something. <laughs> no, that film wasn't amazing, but she was really good in it. Mm, if I I'm think... going to give it as jeez, so I'm just I'm just reading some more reviews because I, mm. I love it. I just love reading like like reviews like oh Florence Pugh was great, but because they made her naked, it overshadows her acting. And I'm like, not true. Does it? Like she's only naked for about forty seconds. She's not really. If that was about like, two minutes, but still. <laughs> no, I mean she's like naked in it for like half the runtime that she's in it. Mm. I, do you know what? I only remember the two parts that she's naked in. <clears throat> yeah, I think there's been a lot of backlash about her role in the movie, about how she's just there, has sex, and that's about it. Yeah, but the thing I is... I definitely that, got that from it. Like, I'm not yeah. going to lie. No, but the thing is, the lady was real. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like she was real. Yeah, and she was a apparently she was a swell communist bisexual woman, and I was like, what a fucking hero. Yeah. But um. I mean, yeah, I understand what everyone means because, to be honest, she was pretty much just like a, you know, a shag Boosie and go. Cool. But yeah. the thing is, she didn't even really like him, though, apparently, because she was more into women and just got with Oppenheimer because he was, he was really there. keen on shagging her. What a apparently. Kid. I mean, I don't know how true that is because, you know. Fair enough. But that's basically the premise is that, yeah, she didn't really like him all that much. Well, I guess we can rate this one out of bisexual communists. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Are we getting into ratings then? Yeah, I think we can. Yeah, we've been talking for 50 minutes. <laughs> right, well, Shut there we go. Shut up, there we have go. we? Uh, yeah, this was a really great movie. I think it's one that I'll definitely love more on the second go when I can really take in everything that's going on, maybe with subtitles as well, when I can mm. actually it take it all them. in. Do you know what? Why don't cinemas have them? Some screens do. Super, yeah, not enough. Um, <laughs> it will also be better to watch it without uh, loads of people walking in for like the first hour because that was yeah. really distracting. Yeah, that took me out Every of time I was in going on, I'd like see like a group of people trying to find their seats next to us or like when that steward came in to kick someone out of their seat and shit like that. Yeah, he came and sat next to me after yeah. that and I um, was like... But yeah, I, I give it still um, nine bisexual communists out of ten. <laughs> I think it could easily go up to a ten on the second viewing. Mm. <laughs> it's a triumph. It really is. It's not often that um, things like this have the hype behind them and they come together so well. Um but he did it. He, he did it again. He keeps doing it. Um, well done. I think it's a, just a big triumph for him. And, mm. you know, I, I think he'll make movies for as long as he can. He's like a Scorsese in that way. Um, I would give it, for now, I'll give it an eight bisexual communist <laughs> out of ten. I really I, like it, but I think it'll go up on a second watch. And maybe as well when I have the subtitles. We'll, we'll see. I, I do enjoy the, uh, the writing system that we've got in place mm, today. Mm, very mm. good, very good. Yeah, I don't really... Um, I don't really have a lot to say that I haven't already said. Um, I enjoyed it a lot and therefore probably will watch again if I have a nice blanket and a nice pillow. Nine bisexual communists out of ten. Lovely stuff. Part two of two. Barbenheimer. <laughs> the barbying. The barbenharming. Barbie. Yes. In Barbie worlds. Barbie. This is about Barbie. Bar Barbie by Mattel, The doll of the century. The doll who could. The doll who could. We all know who Barbie is, so I'm not going to tell you. She's a doll. Well done. You've yeah. figured it out. This is about Barbie going in Barbie world, Barbie land, and all the Barbies are there. Um, it's directed by Greta Gerwig, director of Little Women and Lady Bird. Yeah. And it's about Barbie, and she is going through some tough times, man. Oh, man, I keep thinking about all these weird things like death and stuff. What's happening to me, Weird Barbie? And Weird Barbie tells her, you have to go to the real world and talk to the girl who plays with you and stop t tell her to stop being miserable. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So she goes on the, her Barbie quest. Mm -hmm. This is the movie. Um, that's the sort of ins and outs of it. That's sort of why you're there. Um, it's a 12 rated mm -hmm. movie. So it's not for little children. <laughs> it's for me. <laughs> it's just for you. <laughs> um, yeah, and we went we went uh, out for some food, and then we went straight back into the cinema, ready for Barbie. We got our Barbie uh, Tango Ice Blasts. Cotton candy flavour. Cotton candy flavour. Very, very strawberry Skittle mm. milkshake-like. Yeah, just ready to take it all in. It's mm. just sort of um, 
contemplate the deepened philosophical concepts that Barbie brings to the table, which it does. And I'm not even joking. It's yeah. um, a movie that Wales Online has dubbed Bizarre and Anti-Man. <laughs> no, no joke. I, I actually, um, I've seen that headline come up so many yeah. times. Well, I wouldn't say that Wales Online is saying that. They're saying that critics no, the are B- saying yeah, the BBC it said it was. Yeah. I saw like a load of pictures on Twitter earlier where they've taken like the poster and put like highly like highly negative reviews on mm. the poster. There's a lot of people saying it's woke and it's anti-man and I, shit like that. I mm. really mm. enjoyed, there's a meme going around of Ben Shapiro at the moment, <laughs> yeah. where Ben oh, yeah. Shapiro is talking about how this like movie's it? too woke, but then someone tweeted it saying, finally, a movie made for people of 12 inches and they're still not happy. And I yeah. love... He, um, he saw it and straight afterwards put out a 50 minute review on YouTube about how it's woke. Who, Ben Shapiro? Wow, yeah. I'm 100% going to watch that. You <laughs> yeah. actually, I have quite a long journey tomorrow to this festival that I'm going to. So I'm going to. <laughs> it's the first thing that comes up when you type in Ben Shapiro. Well, I mean, it is woke. Ben yeah. Shapiro destroys the it Barbie movie for 43 it's, it's one of those. Um, it's more about like feminism and yeah. like women's place in the world. Um, I had a really good time with it. I thought it was awesome. Mm. Uh, and it does sort of take this stance of like, in Barbie world, all the Barbies and the women are at the top of the world. They're, they're in the uh, places of power, in the position of power. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Kens, they're more just sort of there to stand around and look pretty and, uh, and they do beach. They <laughs> are very, very so pretty it's like men. The roles are reversed, sort of. And I guess I understand why people would take issue with this uh, stance that it's taking. I understand. I don't agree with it, but I understand why you would come to that conclusion that it was anti-man because, you know, it's basically just sort of putting a mirror up to us. Yeah. Going, yeah, this is what we're like. They go to the real world and Ken goes to the real world and he's like, all the men control everything. It's a patriarchy. This is amazing. <laughs> tries to do that in Barbie land. Yeah. Um, it's such a good movie to sort of show people and be like, yeah, it's, it's stupid, isn't it? It's weird mm. and strange. Yeah, and there's a like a really great bit where Ken brings up the patriarchy in the real world, and the guy goes, "Ah, uh, we that doesn't exist. We try, we try and keep it quiet on the download." <laughs> it's like we've gotten better at hiding it. Yeah. and I'm like, "No, you haven't. That's the problem." I, do, it, it, I think it's one of those movies that's like, um, I guess some people can take it on the chin, but other people, it's making them look too inwards in themselves, and they're like, "Ah." Oh, Shit. We're terrible. You made me think people. too much about my biases. I don't like mm. it. Like I don't know. I am. I am. A, I am kind of one of those people that like. I really. I find very like quote unquote woke films a little bit annoying. But like, <clears throat> it depends if it has something like actually like valid and you know constructive to say. But what I liked about this movie in particular was that not only was it kind of relatable, but there was also. Why, why are the men so... Uh, not, not you guys in particular. Like, why are the men so mad? There was literally an angle for which men can stand on their own two feet and not have to worry about, like, you know, so, the societal norms and all that other shit. Just, like, do you. Like, why are we mad? The film was for mm. everyone, right? The film was like, you all can do better. You all deserve better. Yeah. They're not I taking this stance yeah. where it's like... Men are the terrible. the world was... Yeah. Um, the roles were... The gender roles were reversed and, you know, it was women at the top and men at the bottom... <laughs> You know, the world would be a better place. It's not taking yeah, that yeah, angle. Not what they it's said. presenting you mm. with that as a 
possibility in saying yeah. here's sort of what it could be you know the the barbie world is in direct juxtaposition to the real world but what and then i think the conclusion that it comes to at the end is like maybe if you know these these uh the spectrum that we're all on in the left and the right what if like you could meet in the middle and sort yeah. of be like well you know you can have parts of this that work quite well and parts of the other one that work quite well and you meet in the middle there's no in 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 the game of like black and white it's always the solution is always somewhere in the gray yeah that's kind of what they tackle i feel like the whole thing of the movie is that if women are on top or men are on top then everyone's going to be against each other mm. yeah i feel like either they're missing the point or they just instantly took to the idea that like everyone hates men and i mean <laughs> i'm not saying i hate men I, I, i'm not no but i mean like you know how you always make jokes about it like oh god like the the cis white man is like at the the top and the bottom of the food chain simultaneously um i mean that is actually kind of true but like um i don't know like i think i think there's got to be something to say about your perception of things if that is genuinely how you saw this movie like as if i don't know if you, you know what i mean as like yeah and an you. attack on men yeah, yeah. like i i do understand that you could be angry at this movie but like isn't that the whole point? Like, you should be angry. Like, everything's fucked. Like, be mad because mm. nothing's nothing's right. Like, Ken's not allowed to be sad. He just has to look pretty. Yeah. Why can't Why can't he be sad? Why can't Ken be Ken? And Barbie He's don't have Ken. to be Barbie. Do you know what I mean, yeah. Like, he what do you mean? Ken He's enough. just Ken. He is Kenner. He is Kenner. As we're talking about Ryan Gosling today. I thought, um, as a performance, he, he's probably my favourite in the movie. The yeah. man has range. He is fantastic in this movie. <laughs> He's like constantly cementing himself as like one of my favorite actors with everything he does. He is one of my favorites. Mm. He is so good. He's glorious. He can do anything. He's just such a chameleon. He's so good in this because he completely commits to it. Mm. He is like 100%. He's going harder than anyone else, I think. Yeah. Like even in all the promotional stuff, he's basically in character. (laughs) Like we watched a GQ video on YouTube. Oh, 10 Ken items. Yeah, it was like, no, it was like, Ken Central items. Ken Central's. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And he was like god. going through all the things you need to be a real Ken. He was like, mm. has the sunglasses, he has that horse's book. I know. All this I, shit. I, lo- I actually, I love him. I mean, so I, I just keep reading the same, like I uh, I keep reading the same fact over and over and over again about um that uh, the reason why he's in the movie because of his daughter. <laughs> Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I'm talking that was about? So good. Every time I see it, I'm just reminded of just yeah, just how willing he is to be like, yes, I will do this justice, and then he always does. Like it doesn't yeah. matter how stupid it is, he's going for it. It's, mm. it's he has no like reservations. I feel no, he's, he's, just he's willing all in. To jump into always. anything as long as it's like I feel like he's always trying to do something different. Yeah, definitely. and this is like it's such a completely different role to anything he's ever done. I know he's done comedy before. This is like so much like she has to be someone entirely different. Yeah, like this literally is mad. not even a person. <laughs> like it's like a doll he's playing. Yeah. And he does it so well. Like this <laughs> ripped guy. He's a believable um, doll. Bleach blonde hair. He looks so much like a doll. He does it so well. Um even like at the beginning, he's like such a simp, you know. There's like <laughs> the um the narration that goes, Barbie has a great day every day. Ken only has a great day if Barbie looks at him. <laughs> mm. He does it all. He can do it all, man. I love that how they like go into this real world and he sort of sees things differently, like talk to different people. And now what you're saying, like, you know, the, the men rule the world here? And they're like, yeah, yeah, just keep it on the down low. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
He's like reading. Uh, he was like, Barbie, I learned so much. The men rule everything. Also the horses. <laughs> I do like the fact that near the end he was like, uh, <laughs> I got bored once I found out the patriarchy are not run by horses or something yeah. stupid like that. I thought that's exactly what Ken would say. He fucks it all up. It's exactly what he should have done. Yeah. He well, takes the, they take the routes that they need to take. And for like characterization, as much as like everyone is just a, I'm a Barbie, I'm a Ken. Like they're all like, they're different guys. Um, yeah. Even like Will Ferrell, who's like the CEO of Barbie. Great fucking scene where they go into the Barbie headquarters, Mattel, <laughs> and it's all run by just men. Yeah. Um, he was even really good. Do you know what he, he actually was? I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even <laughs> mad about it. He was. He's good at playing people of power. I mean, yeah. look at the Lego movie. Yeah, where he's oh, a well, villain. great, great stuff. <laughs> he is good. Yeah, and I love that scene where like Barbie goes into Mattel headquarters, and it's just like a bunch of men there. You're like, oh man, no. I do, I do <laughs> of like that. Of course it is. Of course it's this. And they're trying mm. to justify he's it. And he's like, like, no, 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 no. We love women. <laughs> I know I Jewish people. Women, yeah. <laughs> I know Jewish people. What's that there was a woman CEO once, maybe even twice. <laughs> We did, got you. Did you did you hear the whole like cinema just like scoff at when that guy was like, I've got no power, am I basically a woman? Everyone just went <laughs> I, I have never heard so many people at the same time go, My God. Well they did say that. that. It was so like the noise the point, they yeah. made. <laughs> so and I was like point. Damn. But at the same time, it was kind of, um, I don't know, I, I, that's the reaction that I kind of wanted when, when he said it, because I was like, oh, I, I want people to, <laughs> to start getting mm. angry. Mm. Like, when I came home um, later that night, and I was uh, just like, once again, going through TikTok, I have some fucking problem on the fucking clock app. But um, there was a video that came up, and it was um, Greta Gerwig talking about how... Um, Oh my god! Is it Warner Bro- Warner Brothers? Yeah, yeah. They mm. wanted to cut out that scene of um, when Barbie goes to the real world and tells that old lady on a bench that she's beautiful. And I was like, Mm-mm-mm. no, because she said, "If I do, then what's the movie even about?" Yeah, exactly. Because that's basically that's what the fucking movie scene. is. Yeah, uh, I love how she goes into like the real world and she sort of sees people like it's real people. Are, yeah. She's yeah. like, "This is amazing. This is like they're all beautiful, and like I'm this sort of idealistic." I'm the stereotype Barbie, um, mm. and all the all the girls. This is supposedly they look up to, they look up to me because I'm I'm the pretty one, and I'm like the stereotype of what should be the ideal pretty woman. Um, but then uh, as it goes yeah. along, it develops, and she gets like, I have cellulite. Um, <laughs> it, it that cellulite thing was so <laughs> yeah, funny. I feel like the whole movie is kind of her accepting mm. the fact that she's imperfect. Mm. If she wants to be a human, then she has to be imperfect she can't be this like you know plastic doll that's perfect in every way yeah they even make a point <laughs> of it by saying like uh if you want to make this point then margot robbie is not the correct person to cast <laughs> she really that wasn't was so funny. but like i don't know so what i so what i think is great is that they had margot robbie right who yeah like would be like the stereotypical person that you'd probably think of when you think of a barbie because she is who i would cast as yeah. barbie mm. right perfect, but then right. you have fucking america ferrera who is great in everything she's so relatable like mm. she's she's like gorgeous but she's not like she's not yeah she's not margot robbie gorgeous right but mm. she is gorgeous enough mm. to be like 
relatable and like everything she's ever been in i'm just like i fucking love her like i feel like she's the type of person who's like gone through life understanding what it's like because i mean i mean some of these i guess some of these like really like famous people you know maybe i heard that margot robbie has like a 1.6k facial routine like mm. that she does and i'm like this just isn't like real life pe- like just, people can't afford that kind of shit it's not real right but there's something about america that i just oh, I, love her. I love her in everything she's just she's great she's mm. amazing she was uh, really good in this mm. to be fair. she is she is probably my favorite part of this movie i love yeah, her i really I loved love her, her so um, relationship with her daughter i feel like that was like the big like emotional hook for me mm. mm-hmm. that was her relationship with her daughter and how that they kind of strengthened like after this big divide between them. Well, yeah, I guess it's also she was, I guess this girl's also a bit of like a free thinker, isn't she? Because she wasn't too keen on Barbie in the first place. Yeah. Because I guess a lot of, I don't know, maybe a lot of the youth these days are sort of like in tune with the idea that no one is Barbie and that was like the whole point, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. no one is Barbie and even yeah, I that woman uh, who played the lady, you know? Barbie nowadays? I don't no, know. No one, no one fucking has a Barbie. Like nobody. No, I feel like kids still do i mean they still make them they still clearly sell but i don't know if it would it's the same as it was when we were they were huge back in the day huge yeah i know i to be fair i never had one but But i don't know it's like i had a baby born though (laughs) then a good thing that this was rated a 12 and not like a pg movie so they Mm. could sort of tell this story that they wanted to incorporate all these different ideas to kind of tell us and like our generation and like and not be like this pretty um, nice, funny movie for kids. Yeah, he like, definitely wants to say yeah, something I feel a bit like more. If this was made like even like twenty years ago, it would have been a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, it kind of like reminds me a little bit of the Cat and Hat movie in terms right. of how that's okay. A, that's kind of an example. <laughs> no, of explain what this it to me, please. If it was done like twenty years ago. <clears throat> Because that's a film that mm. like, is very hyper stylish, very yeah. like, it's got this crazy production design like this movie does. It's based off a famous IP, yeah. but it's done so poorly, whereas yeah. this is that like the movie complete looks inverse. Ugly. Oh, what? Yeah. The ha- Cat and the Hat? Yeah. yeah. This movie looks wonderful. This movie is like... When they're in Barbie world? Oh my God. It's, the mm. production design is immense. They like, just so like, built it all in like this massive doll's house. And they just walk around, just doing, yeah. like walk around this doll's house and it's crazy. It looks exactly how it should. Yeah, it w- it was like the sexiest thing I've I, I've seen. It was just like they all live in their like Barbie houses it with was like the great. open plan. So there's no windows or anything. They just sort of walk around. Yeah, they can fall off so at any point, but they don't because they're Barbies. Um, yeah. you go to the beach. All the like, no, not really sand, but it's like the water's fake. Yeah, the water's like plastic. There's a bit <laughs> where Ken tries to um surf and he runs into this giant plastic wave. I like that bit where they had like the little pond on the floor that had like the ripples, but they could just walk on top of it because mm. there's no water there. <laughs> so they're just walking on top of it. Glorious. But I kind of like those attention to detail, mm. especially like, uh, you know, when she goes to the real world and the mm. guys are like, would you like some water? And she just drops it all over us. I'm not used to having things in there. Yeah. <laughs> and the point where it like had me, I was like, all right, I'm in, was when she like runs out of that building and into um, this room with just this woman in it. Played by mm. Rhea Perlman, oh. who was in Matilda. I was like, yeah, is she in Matilda. And, and she cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, it was <laughs> and it's really talk. sunny. It was really weird. We're watching It's Always Sunny at the moment, the new season, and she showed up in an episode we watched the day before. Oh, damn. She was married yeah. to Danny DeVito for years. Whoa. Which is what makes it's Matilda even cooler. Yeah. In the Barbie verse. I, I, I love the idea that, like, um, 
Was it? Like Will Farrell just kind of goes, "Yes, her ghost has a room in the uh, Mattel <laughs> offices." <laughs> like, that was where it like hacked me. Yeah, that was where I was like, "Okay, this is like fully like a weird art movie." <laughs> yeah, now. that was mm. the point that got me in. Shot so well, it looks like it should be from another movie, but it fits very well yeah. in that movie. Just, just this weird random room, this like glowy uh, color scheme to it, but you sort of sit and talk. Yeah, it felt very like ethereal. It was almost like. I don't know, like this woman was like purgatory between like heaven and earth or something. Mm. You know, you know what I mean. Like you know, when you yeah. sit in a room just before you die yeah. or something. You know, she was like, well, she was dead, like so, the yeah. bridge between those two worlds, and was like the person convincing um, Barbie to whether she wanted to go to the real world or not, like permanently. Mate, she <laughs> she was great. I t- I, lo- I loved her. She was yeah. I really love her. I loved it. I've been watching through Cheers at the moment. She's so good in that as well. The thing oh, is, yeah. I, I I was in it from the beginning. The second I saw that bubble gum, fucking bright blue scenery, I was like, I am in. Mm. This is Bubby bitch. But um, <laughs> there's like loads of like um, weird like homages and shit in this movie. Like I like mm. the Forrest Gump one. I like that one mm. a lot. Starts off with... Um, the Good Place. Oh, there is a Good Place reference okay. in here, apparently. I've not seen it. It starts off, obviously, with this whole sequence that parodies 2001. Yeah. And then later on, what, they the kind... The giant thing? Yeah. Later on, they <laughs> kind of... Um, they reference the film being there. Because mm. in that movie, there's like... The main character comes out into the real world for the first time. And there's like this remix of the song from 2001 that plays like over this montage of like this person discovering the real world. And they copy that with Ken, like discovering yeah. about men. And I was, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm in. Yeah. It's great. It's so great. Honestly, I, I'm glad I sort of avoided the uh, trailers. I didn't really watch them. Mm. So like when it starts and it's this 2001 A Space Odyssey scene, I felt like everybody had seen the trailer because nobody was laughing. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking For hilarious. The, you know, the first trailer literally just showed that intro, the 2001 parody. Oh, see, because I, I haven't seen it, it, it just kind of... Mm. Fell on deaf ears. It's so good. But then again, I went on the clock app, and what happened? They were like, "Oh, look, it's supposed to be this." And I'm like, "Oh, mm. okay, right now I get it." But just wait. When how you many people are really gonna? Two thousand one. Then you'll I, know. I just wonder. I know that. Yeah, it's probably one of those things where it's like it's probably for the people who. Well, I mean, it's not saying mm. that I don't know because it's quite a commercial movie, so it's not like you, you know, it's not like a yeah. niche movie, right? That no one's no, ever it's seen. One of the biggest movies ever. But I also feel like. Because it was like a 12A, it's obviously for like the parents that yeah. have bought their I mean, kids, being right? It's a pretty niche movie. I've for never, them to I've never even no, heard seen, of it. I didn't no. get that from it. No, real. I only saw the Forrest Gump bit and went, that's fucking yeah. amazing. I do that's like the, the Godfather part where he like yeah, sits and he's like, like explain. Will you explain the Godfather to me? <laughs> that's what I want you two to do, actually. No, I don't um, want to do that. Unironically, I sat there and went, <clears> that's actually what I'd get Chris to yeah. do if I was watching the Godfather because I. Have yeah, never seen yeah. it. I love how that's how they sort of distract the Kens mm. by like sort of getting them to mansplain everything to them. <laughs> like, <laughs> idiots. Oh, great sequence. Uh, yeah, I oh. love that bit. Actually, you just remind me somehow of when, uh, you know, that that Barbie's on Photoshop because it just felt too relatable. I was like, man, Photoshop is a is a crack app, man. Mm. And they're like, I don't understand how to how to select things. Well, Bobby, have you tried highlighting the layer that you want? And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing, but I was so angry. Yeah, I wrote that down. I was like, oh, <laughs> the layer. <laughs> Something I really loved about the movie, which I've seen quite mixed things about, is the music. 
mm-hmm. there was like they made a mm. whole soundtrack album for which is something that i feel like films like in the 90s and 2000s from when we were a kid did all the time so it, it very rarely well, happens nowadays but i always find it like so nostalgic when i see someone like has made an entire soundtrack album of new songs mm-hmm. for the movie yeah and great. i think a lot mm. of the songs are really good as well yeah yeah like a great Dua Lipa song, Dance the Night, where there's this whole like dance sequence that plays with it I, at the beginning. I, <laughs> really like that song. I feel like this soundtrack was pretty much just made for me to kind of like, you know, I go to my nearest HMV and I'm like, I just saw Miami, let's go get the soundtrack. Yeah. And then I never listen to it ever again. Great Pink Panther-esque song in it as well. <laughs> But Charlie I did have X, a lot of fun, has though. has a song that plays in a uh, chase sequence. That was fun. Do you know what? I, mm. actually, I was actually bobbing along the whole time. I was actually having a, having a whale of a time. Yeah. But it's not the kind of song that I would, like, you know, go to the gym or, like, I don't know, like, even, go, you know, like, sitting in the car, I wouldn't go, oh, yeah, let's put on the Barbie soundtrack. But, like, mm. if someone put it on, I'd be like, oh, man, this is bopping. Like me you with you speed drive it. a lot at the moment. I keep putting that on. Yeah, like, it's catchy. But, like, yeah, it's not something that I would be like, this is a classic and also, now. um... <laughs> Ends with Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice's new version of Barbie World. I didn't like that. That's, mm. that's on TikTok all the time and I hate I it. I hadn't heard it before the movie. I thought it was all right. No, I never heard I'm it. Su- I'm surprised that you never have because it is literally all over the I TikTok app. I'm it. referring to Chris at this point because TikTok is yeah. all I ever do. No, I'm not on it. No, I actually I only use I need to, to delete videos. it. I actually need to get rid of it and like wipe it from my mm. brain holes, but I just can't. Only you have the power. I know. I don't have. Yeah, I think Mark. <laughs> I'll just read the reviews Lonson, again. Like, I love doing this. the album. I think he did a lot of the mu- like actual music for the movie as well. I think it's all really well done. Yeah, I love it. it like, absolutely. Like, it's very like commercialized, like sickly, highly produced pop music, mm. but it really fits the tone that it's going yeah. for. It would feel weird without it. Yeah, definitely. It'd feel weird if they didn't have these like weird dance sequences where they just like, everything is great, isn't it? Yeah, um, and the I'm. Just a Ken, or whatever that musical number it. is. A what? Just a Ken, yeah. That song. What is that? What it's called? I'm just oh, a Ken. It's like, like oh, I don't know the name of it, yeah. but it's it's Has the one where it's a guitar solo from I... Slash in it. <laughs> <laughs> I I tried I tried so hard to like not listen to that song yeah. beforehand because once again TikTok got a hold of it. Yeah, and I was like, don't listen to it. So every time I see it come up, I was like, not today. I want to hear it in its glory. It's fun, and I didn't. Yeah. It was great. So I love, just... Yeah, I love Ken taking over. And then the radio was like, now it's Ken's world. We're playing everything that Ken likes. It's like, these are like classic rock yeah. uh, tunes that are to playing. To be fair, why not? Yeah, I think there's a bit where they're like, all the Kens have got guitars and they're covering Matchbox 20. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I just, I, uh, sorry, um, once again, I love reading reviews on people that are like, don't take your kids to see this movie as if yeah. it was made for... Yeah, it's the you could give you, you could take your kids to this movie. Yeah. No, everyone's just saying. Do, why are they saying don't do it? Actually, you you guys carry on. Woke. I'm going to go. That's probably why. Let me mm. go, let me go have a read. Yeah, I can kind of understand it if you're like, oh, there's too many like sexual innuendos and shit. But mm, I feel maybe like that, to be fair, the kids are just going to go over their head. They're not such gonna a understand fun that. people. Such a fun. They're not going to understand what um the beach off a bit. No, do you want that bit was fucking funny. So funny beach off. My God. Now I can't find. No. Can't find them. I can't find where I just. Oh no! I found it again. So they, I love it. They've given it. Uh, they've given it a ten out of ten. But they were like, "Don't do that because um, there's too many like yeah innuendos. Like 
Barbie just says the word vagina and Ken's talking about genitals. This is not a movie for children. I can't know we have genitals. <laughs> Although they did give it a 10 out of 10. So th- this is like mm. the strange divide, right? Where you can't be the kind of like conservative Christian parent that's like, oh my God, this is like the devil stuff. Because, you know, they, w- they would hate this. And they're like, oh, I loved it. But too mm. many talks about the woman areas <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, Barbie literally gets smacked on the ass yeah, yeah and like uh, do you know what it's I, I don't know what to say to that that's that's quite a I mean that is actually quite a lot of what these people are saying is like oh the marketing's get, um, made me feel like I could take my kid to this but I shouldn't have and I was like no you probably shouldn't have I don't know I don't think I, it's like I, a bad I don't movie know, for I, kids. I don't know if I would have. I think but a lot of it would go over your head. Yeah, that's basically what... Yeah, when I left the cinema... Well, not, I didn't leave the cinema. I went to the toilet afterwards. And that is literally what this woman said. She was like, how much do you think went over that kid's head? And she, she was just like, yeah, she probably just thought it was cute. Yeah. Yeah, most of them like, probably don't like think It's not showing irreversible to a child. No. But it's like, it's <laughs> not... <laughs> what an it's extreme like example. Yeah, but like that, yeah, when that's you true, show yeah. a child something like that, it's going to do some damage. Yeah. But if you yeah. show a child Barbie, it's not going to do damage. It might go over their heads or they might be a bit bored at times. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's not, like when, not for kids. Like when I watched like Futurama or The Simpsons as a kid, like that's filled with like sexual innuendos and shit, but yeah. you don't understand as what a kid. It's a only when you're older. Only when you go back to Shrek that you understand the nuance. Yeah. What does that even mean? So huh? I'm looking up a word that someone put in, the, in the their word? review. Regisaur. Regisaur. Um, that's um, one of the big dinosaurs of the old Paleolithic era. It is. It, it's. I can explain it to you if you want in more detail. <laughs> Don't you mansplain to me what a regisaur is. No, it just says the regisaur didn't have a vision. She just hurried up and created a piece of something to get people to gather money. Yeah, I think this person the, was um, like. Basically, it's the king. Like the, like the like re- regional, like the reg is the king dinosaur. So they combined reg and saw and they got. A regisaur. Oh, this is fucking dumb. <laughs> it's like I'm listening to Max speak, but I'm also reading the rest of this review, and it's so dumb. Like it is dumb. It is like, ah, oh, we we took advantage. Um, this person took. He's, he's, I think he's talking about Greta Gerwig. This is what I'm thinking. Um, took advantage of the big name and popularity of the Barbie toy, and I'm like, I feel like I don't know. People are saying the film's really shallow, but that that's kind of mm. the point. I would not say a shallow at all. It's the opposite. <laughs> I think it's a very deep movie. I think people probably yeah, don't it like is. it because it's very overt. No, with but its it theme. looks shallow. Is what I'm getting at. It's one mm. of those. It looks superficial, but then but I'm yeah. trying to hold back my tears when America Ferrera was talking about how no one's good enough for nothing, and I was like, "Don't you fucking cry in the cinema full of ten year olds right now." That's that's just, not how we, it's exactly what it needs to be. Yeah, it's exactly what it I should know. be. I don't if know if it these feels people superficial. Are... It's because it needs to feel that way. I think it was such a smart. Uh, decision to get Greta Gerwig and Noah mm. Baumbach on board as well because they're such like great creatives. Dream team. And like giving them complete creative control, just letting them do whatever they wanted pretty much. It was just such a smart decision. I'm also mm. now annoyed because I'm now reading reviews about people who are like, oh, I can't believe that Barbie and Ken didn't get together, which would have totally like mm. ruined the whole... Like the entire point of the movie. They went, who is the, who is the target audience for this me, baby. <laughs> me. Me is. See, what I like about reading these reviews is that, like, I really love seeing what other people think of it, but I I honestly think that, I know, like, movies are meant to be subjective, but sometimes I think they do miss, like, the overarching, like, 
themes and points of these movies a lot of the time. Mm. Like the from from the things that I read of like people writing about them. Mm. I've just so I just I love I love reading all this. It's kinda of like, oh, Ryan Gosling is the best part of this movie and I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Should we get into ratings? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Cool. Oh, well, sorry, I just realised what time it is. I, I love this. I Kennedy. Kennedy. Cool. You are Kenneth, guys. <laughs> you are <Kenneth>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had such a good time with this. I, I love Greta Gerwig. I'll watch anything she does. Like, mm. She's not made a bad movie so far. Um, mm. It's basically like a two-hour adaptation of that Simpsons episode, Lisa versus Malibu Stacey, yeah. or whatever it's called. That is yeah, what yeah. Twitter said, to be fair. It's great. I had a really good time with it. Just such a powerful, well-made movie. I could definitely see myself watching it again. Uh, give it uh, eight Kennedys out of ten. Kennedy, Kennedy. Yeah. I love it so much. Uh, Greta Gerwig is one to look out for if you aren't already. You know anything that she does is going to be mm, mwah, lovely stuff. Mm. Thanks, Greta. And all the rest. Um, <laughs> very smart decision to get you know Greta Gerwig, um, Noah Baumbach, and the whole team that worked on this movie. It looked immaculate. It's um <clears throat> well paced, super funny, um, and it's saying something interesting. And it makes it's it's very introspective. I think the people who look at it and say, you know, I'm sure there's valid criticism to level against the movie. I don't mm. really want to level any criticism against it. It's just I had such a great time. But I think it will show maybe like bigots parts of themselves that they don't like. Um, yeah. but that's why it's so good. Um, I'm gonna give it. Okay, I'm gonna give Barbie eight Kennedys out of ten. I'm gonna give the Barbenheimer Experience ten out of ten. Yeah, it was such a good day. Do you know what? I actually, I actually love that sentiment of rating Barbenheimer on its own, mm. um, on its own merit. Um, yeah, that, I, I just don't know what to say because it was from start to finish. A head bopping stimulation experience. So um ten Kennedys out of ten for Ooh, me. Yes, baby. And ten yeah. out of ten for Barbenheimer, yeah. by the way. Not that if you didn't know that already. And in September we get to do it all over again with Saw Patrol. Do you know what I actually thought about bringing up Saw Patrol, but I didn't. On on the basis that we're not gonna go see Paw Patrol, so what's the point? Just Saw. Well so when is hold on, I'm actually gonna look that up now. When is that all meant to come out? End of September, September I think. Because Saw was meant to come out in October, and then they've changed it to September now. Yeah, so it says October twenty-seven on IMDb still. So I'm going to go to Paw Patrol because obviously that will have the the actual date that's probably going to come. Uh, no, not that one. It's taking me to the show, not the movie. Oh my god, what what is the movie even called? It's probably got a weird name. Oh, the Mighty Movie. Um, that says October thirteenth. So do you know what? I don't, don't know, know anymore. Wrong. Oh, I don't know anymore. It looks like a very bizarre movie, I must say. Kristen Bell's in it? Okay. Chris what, Rock's in Paul it, therefore Patrol? I must avoid it. What? what yeah, Paul, in Patrol. Paul Patrol, sorry. Okay. So I've got to look at... The thing that I'm actually like, I'm not going to lie, is what I'm looking forward to the most is because of... Was it Spiral was the last technically Saw, not Saw movie that we had, right? Yeah. But we get fucking Tobin Bell back, baby. Mm. Fucking G. Sorry, we're Mid talking about... Well. Um, what are we talking about? Uh, Saw Patrol. Saw Patrol. Saw Patrol yeah. And I said, well, we're not going to see Saw Patrol 
new Saw movie so, set between the second and third movie. So oh, is that what it is? Fuck oh, up the timeline even more, and I cannot wait. Woo-hoo. The thing is, the timeline has been fucked up it's for, so for movies. It makes absolutely no Since sense. Since movie, roughly, I think it was like Saw 4, the whole thing has just been like, n- none of it makes sense. Like, people have like, um, because I'm like obsessed with the Saw franchise, right? But I've seen people like try and go back and forth trying to piece it together. They can't do it because they're like, it, 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 it can't be done. No it doesn't sense. make sense. When they like the plot twist in Jigsaw, where it was like this whole thing is set, set before up, but... the first movie. Oh yeah, don't think I've laughed harder in a movie. Oh, well, <laughs> I I hated that bit where like it's <sighs> fucking. They're in that room, innit? And then Tobin Bell's like, yeah. yo, it's me. I'm not dead because I haven't <laughs> even gotten that far yet. And I'm like, oh, God. Nice. Time for Ryan Gosling. That's going to be one of the ones. It's not going to level the playing fields as much as Barbenheimer. No. But, you know, it'll certainly be up there. The fi- well, that's because... Nobody fucking wants to see the Paw Patrol movie. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, and the thing is, um, I think the... The age range has to be like so ridiculously different, right? Because mm-hmm. if kids are going to, right, I know obviously no kid's going to be going to the Saw movie, but hit, humor me for a minute, right? You can't go to the, like, to the fucking Paw Patrol movie and then try and go to the Saw X movie because it, it, the crossover doesn't work. <laughs> you can't do that. No. You just can't do it. So it's. It's not even a thing even worth even considering doing, even if you are the correct age to see both movies. No, so not for me. Not I'm for 100% me. gonna go and see the Saw movie though, because oh yeah, mm. I'm obsessed with those films. I watch them every day. This episode is a bit late because we wanted to talk about Barbenheimer in the same episode that we talk about a bunch of Ryan Gosling movies. We watched a bunch of Ryan Gosling that movies. That is true. We did. Noticeable uh, Canadian actor. Uh, prominent in both independent and major studio features. Mm. He's been around um, and, you know, uh, he's received various accolades. I'm just reading from his wiki, including <laughs> Golden Me. Globe Award and a nomination for two Academy Awards and a BAFTA Award. Mm. He was born nice. in Canada and he rose to prominence as a child actor at the age of 13 on Disney Channel's The Mickey Mouse Club. Yes, uh, that he, did. he was. He also went on to appear on other entertainment programs such as Goosebumps. Ooh. Does he? Yeah. And are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. No way. And obviously since then, his career has grown and grown, and he's mm. been in many great movies mm. and um, many interesting uh, roles he's taken on. You said before, he's kind of a chameleon. He does not shy away from taking roles that feel out of his wheelhouse. Yeah. Because I don't think he has a wheelhouse. I just think, you know... It's it's any anything and everything goes with him. He's one of my favorite actors. I'm very glad to be talking about uh, three of his movies today. Technically four: uh, Half Nelson, Lars and the Real Girl, and Drive. We talked about a few yes. Ryan Gosling movies before. What are those? Blade Runner twenty forty nine, The Nice Guys. We've done any others? Uh, let me have a look. Well, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen that many of his films. Uh, no. To be honest. no, no, no. That's it. Well, we got. Four more uh, for the Ryan uh, trophy chest. So Chris picked the first one. Do you want to explain what that is? Yeah. The first one is Half Nelson from 2006, directed by Ryan Fleck. Um, known for films such as Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a funny story. Interesting. Which I have seen. It's a good movie. Oh, cool. <laughs> Better than Captain Marvel, at least. No. Uh, so this film, uh, Ryan Gosling plays a school teacher called Dan Dunn, who Dan Dunn. secretly <laughs> Why do we do that? lives a life of addiction. Um, Barely secretly. Yeah. 
one day he's getting high in the school toilets and the student finds him. Um, and the film's kind of about their connection after that. She's like the only person that knows about his struggles. Um, but she's also got some shit going down in her family life. Um, I think her brother's been arrested and like her brother's friend is a drug dealer. Um, a lot of shit mm. going down. Mm. That, yeah, it's, there it's is. bleak, man. It is bleak. So bleak. Oh, God. Just relentless. He's, um, he looks like absolute shit he the does. entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised nobody's like, hey, man. You look terrible yeah. all the time. He looks like he's either high or like on the come down throughout the entire movie. It's amazing what like growing a beard will do to a guy, mm. or like in the opposite direction, it will make or break you having a beard. Yeah, with, with Ryan Gosling, it's like he's such a good-looking man, but like you put on a beard, you give him a beard, sort of patchy in places, he looks fucking awful. Not awful, but like, he looks like who he's supposed to be playing. Yeah. I think he does a very good job at playing this character. This is like desperate and lonely character. I, I, <laughs> what is it you said, Chris? Um, while we were watching these movies, you said, are we just watching movies with Ryan Gosling in where he just plays lonely people? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's a shtick. That's yeah. just who he, what he does. Yeah, he I think after plays. that, I looked at his filmography, and that's like that is who the only character he plays. Yeah, just a lonely person. <laughs> just different variations up. of yeah, it. Yeah, he can vary up, and he takes the lonely man and he makes it his own, and something different comes <laughs> along from every own. movie. <laughs> but he's mm. very good in this. I think he's mm. like he's just it's balls to the wall, man. He's doing like some harrowing. Some sort of harrowing performance. You see, like this gaunt face and just getting high in the. Like, you must have known that was a bad idea, man. In the school, what are you doing? I think, like, no even like, feel like there's so much complexity to his performance in this. Like, even the mannerisms, mm. the like way he moves his body and shit. Um, it like just captures the character so well. Like, you can mm. tell when he's high and when he's like at school and he's like on the come down. He's like had no sleep, he's like sobering up and he's trying to get through the day. Mm. He's like really struggling and he's like moving around trying to like laugh and smile and shit, but you can tell that there's a lot going on. I think he yeah. does such a great job. All about addiction and all that. Yeah. Like exploring how addiction will cripple you and turn you into someone else. This like one child is like all he has in the world. He's doing such a terrible job of maintaining his relationships to the point where I just don't think he, he cares enough to maintain his relationships. Um, it's just, but like, as the movie went on, I felt like it, it became more apparent that everybody was there to help him, but he just didn't want their help at all. And I was like so sad as the movie mm. went on. Well, it's like, you don't know whether it's that he didn't want their help or that he was struggling to admit that he had a problem. There's like that scene where he's getting high with a person that he's met at a bar and he's like, oh, I used to be fucked up, man. I used to be, like, so far down the rabbit hole, but I'm fine now. Like, like I clean, use every baby. day, but, like, I can handle it. <laughs> clean living, baby. Yeah, he, like, very clearly just can't admit that he's got a problem and won't accept any help, because if he did, then he would accept that he's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. 
I think it's it's very much like a relentless movie. Um, mm. As much as I do, I wasn't getting like so much from it emotionally. I think like, I appreciated what they were going for, but like, it doesn't like hit for me on a level with, mm. that, that like other movies about addiction do. Um, but it's still, it's like carried by these really good performances and um, just this tone it wants to cultivate where like just this helplessness where it's sort of elicited. I like how he kind of interacts with people and um, kind of puts on a facade and kind of acts that he's different to who he really is. Um, you got Anthony Mackie coming in and sort of there being this push and pull element between these two characters. Um, well, like, I guess because he was a teacher, he felt like it was his job to protect the, the kid. And he didn't really know who this guy was. And that guy, Anthony Mackie, didn't really know who he was. And sort of pulling this child in different directions, it's quite sad to see. Yeah, Anthony Mackie is so good in this movie as well. Like, mm. I think pretty much the only things I've seen him in are like the Marvel movies and that one episode <laughs> of Black Mirror. Yeah, so it's like nice to see him um, like with this like complex role, showing like how much range he has and doing such a great job at it. I'd love to see him do more of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems quite wasted in those Marvel movies. Yeah, because that character is just like so bland and empty. <laughs> yeah, he's got nothing going on. Who is he? He's a Falcon. Falcon. I don't even know who the exactly. fuck the Falcon the even Captain is. In America. Yeah. Oh. yeah, he is the new Captain America. That's pretty sad. He's sad. Mm. <laughs> I like the, um, there's this like thread where like, I guess it was about like the machine and the man keeping us down. Um, I wish like I got more out of what I was trying to say there. Um, just in terms of like giving us videos and about like people who gave speeches or whatever. Um, mm. and how... The man keeps us down. I do like the scene where he's like in the school and he's teaching a class and he says, uh, you know, what is the machine? This machine that's keeping us down. And they say, oh, it's about uh, the white man. And it's about school. School's keeping us down. And they tell him that, hey, he's the machine. He's keeping us down. Mm. But he's just, I think when you're a kid, it's very easy to think when you're in school that the teachers that are there keep you down. Like, yeah. nobody like going to school and the teachers yeah. are sort of part of that problem. But he was just like a guy and like he felt that he was with them and that like if he was yeah, part he of was the like machine, on their side they were also part of the machine. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I like this sort of overarching feeling of like just all these people are sort of like below this huge hulking yeah, like, machine that the is machine. the system that yeah. we all live under. Yeah. <laughs> the machine is something bigger than all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's very know. much apparent in like the way they they shoot the movie as well, and how like drab and bleak it all looks. Like you go into people's houses, nobody has their curtains open this entire movie. Yeah, so you go into everyone's houses, it's so dark and oh god, it just feels very oppressive. And like you just want them to open the curtains. Yeah, and, like any time you go into like his apartment, it's so like disgustingly brown and drab mm. looking. Yeah, I feel like it's meant to be like what do they call it? Heroin tar yellow. Yeah, I think that's what they call it. <laughs> the only what? thing I didn't really like uh, about the way it looked was it. It was like shot like an episode of The Office. Yeah, point. yeah, it was. It was shaking around like God knows who's like, business. I I loved how it was handheld. How it's like quite claustrophobic, quite tightly shot, especially with um, Ryan Gosling's character. Like, pretty much any scene he's in, the camera's, like, basically right up against him. That's kind of gritty. That's really great. Uh, I love how grainy and gritty it looks. Yeah, like, like it, it, it's shot yeah. on film, obviously, and it just it <laughs> looks very dirty. Mm. But I just don't like the constant, like, zooms and shit. It no, literally no, no. Like yeah. a like an Office or Parks and Rec episode or something. 
it's just the only reason it kind of works is because if it was on like you know like clean crisp film it would look really weird i think it would look out of place if it was Mm. kind of shot like those um born movies why do you have to bring up the born movies (laughs) you hear that actually yeah i mean sort of but where where, you know born those born movies are like action movies they sort of have kind of an excuse to be shot that way yeah because i feel like as soon as he's like just sat in a classroom and it like it's shaking around, it's yeah. going around it's like these students. Zoom. This weird hard zoom. It's like that they gave it's, a, it's really strange. It's kind of like they gave a kid a camera and said, "Right, just just film me." And they're like, "How do I work with this fucking thing? It's mad." Mm, I feel like I didn't understand what was going on in this movie as well. I, I don't know if yeah. they like did like a, a bad job of introducing characters. Probably not, but like I don't, I didn't really know who Anthony Mackie was. Until like the very end, it was like, oh, he's like a bad guy. Yeah, well, I just thought he was friends with this little girl for some reason. No, he, yeah, he was just, um, he's like her mum, like her, I don't know, like her mum's like a neighbor friend. or something. Yeah, yeah, like a yeah. But he was a drug runner. He was. Yeah. He gets um, Gray, the kid. He's like, you a bad coke for me, sort of trying to. Yeah, I, guess, was... I don't. I guess he like sort of felt like he needed Dre as well as like as much as uh, Dan thought he needed Dre and this like common thread between them both, but they're like doing it for completely different reasons. Um, mm. It was quite sad to see her fall into this sort of this area where she was ending up bagging coke for mm. Anthony Mackie's character, Frank, um, and sort of delivering coke to people. I thought. Especially, oh, man. yeah. It's like, and like, because her dad was absent, like, he, and her mum was an EMT, working in the EMT. Yeah, and like, he, she, she has no real male figures, I guess. Well, actually, no, I don't no like real, saying like, that. No real parental but... figures to look up to. Yeah, true, true. And like, they're not well, really around all that much. And the yeah. only other one is a massive drug head, yeah. base head, as a. One of them wants her described. to peddle drugs, and the other one is, is like, too dope. fucked up on drugs. Yeah. Yeah, it's. it's but just... really wants to try to help her. I guess it's, it's kind of like a, I don't know, it's kind of like a vicious cycle of, I don't know, it just, it just felt like it's one of those things that it's almost like inevitable you're going to get involved in because you're around mm. so much of it, like so much influence and stuff. But I mean, to yeah, be honest, to I, was, I don't know yeah, what like, the solution would have been. There, yeah. that, that's the thing. that The, 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 the solution really is, up, I guess. yeah, mm. it's just to like not do it in the first place. But when you're young... Yeah, she couldn't help it. Yeah, like, what, what was she going to fucking do? Like, nothing. So I don't even, you know, that's not even, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's, there's too much about this movie to unpack and I'm too, I'm too tired to even get into, like, most <laughs> yeah. of what I got out of it. But it's just, it, yeah, it's, it's a hard one, man. It's a fucking hard one. Yeah, we it's said earlier about, um, like, Ryan Gosling playing lonely characters a lot, but I think loneliness yeah. is, like, a big through line with this movie. It's like, Pretty much the main theme, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, like yeah, pretty was, much, like especially the main two characters, they're like just so lonely. They don't really have anyone, and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the reason, part of the reason why they connect with each other so well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does a really good job of exploring that theme um, in a way that's like quite hard to watch at times. It's quite bleak and depressing. Yeah, it's like mm. a character breakdown, both yeah. figuratively and like literally. There are a few points where I do think those like somber moments can be a little bit too much or a little bit too heavy handy to the point where it like kind of almost verges on like misery porn, like that mm. scene where his cat dies. Yeah. Or like when he's really like... fucked up and like basically <sighs> rapes like a school teacher. 
he that did... those scenes are a little bit too far. Yeah, so, I didn't appreciate those. Oh really. the fuck! See the the thing about the oh, the thing about the cat the cat part. See, I can't. I, I'm so fucking tired. This film is fucking killing me every <laughs> single time we talk about it. Um, the thing about the cat. Oh, fucking hell! It's one of those things, right? Where oh, it just doesn't get. It just doesn't get much more depressing than like the only like comfort and and joy mm. you you had you just you just walk it they just fuck it off oh, i feel like that's like a cop-out you know in movies sometimes it, it it's just is, like it is. oh you want to know how it's bad like you things have gotten now your pet is dead yeah like, yeah but like why couldn't you just like been fucked up yeah. and the cat didn't have to die like, why do you have a cat in the first place why did the cat die i don't, I don't know. know it looked it looked fine yeah, it looked fine. It just looked bloated. But, so like, it just looked like it. I'll be honest, it looked like it'd been dead for a while, and he just like didn't even notice. Mm. Right, it'd make a but bit like, more sense. But like that could actually make like, sense, to be fair. If there was like a shot where it was like next to some crack or something, it like got into <laughs> yeah. his drug stash and ate it. But like yeah. that didn't happen. Like its food bowl was full. Yes, yeah, so it's, no, yeah, it, it, was it seemed dead. like a tactic to, and it worked because it made it just made me go. Oh, I fucking hate this. He's like a guy who keeps a schedule. He's a teacher. He's like every day, you should like go home and do like the exact same sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So if he's not like able to take care of his cat now, I don't know what's changed really. No, because he was always doing drugs. Yeah, yeah, like it's not like he ever stopped. And he was doing always that. like sticking to that schedule and everything yeah. as well. So it just showed like, up. He yeah. did show up. There was yeah. only that like, one day where he wasn't in school. Mm. I swear to God, I actually thought for a second he was dead, and I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. I was like, I'm out of this movie. I'm done. I'm finitoed. Mm. But to be honest, it didn't. I mm. guess if I give, if I'm going to give it credit for, um, like I don't know, uh, being consistent with themes, I guess it did. You know, it had the ending that was like, yep, that was the ending that was fitting. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, this film's. I can't even fucking talk about this movie. I, just, oh, I can't fucking talk about it. <laughs> I'm just yeah. gonna I let you guys fucking ending. go on. Yeah. As soon as he shaves, I was like, thank God. <laughs> Takes years off of him. Here we go. Now he's getting better. Yeah, that's that's when you know. <laughs> when you have, like have a bath and you shave, that's when and you have a glass of water. Everything's gonna be okay. That's like the that's my method. Yeah. Your method. Your method for what? <laughs> you know, you feel like shit. You method. take a shower, you shave, have a glass of water, and you're all right. Everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah. I think it's but yeah. I just I, I think what's keeping this down for me is that I don't get so much about what it's trying to tell me, or that I got more from other movies that say what this is yeah. trying to say. As much as I really appreciate what it's going for, I really like um, the performance from Ryan Gosling. It's it's not something that I do, I don't think it's going to stick with me no, as much I as I enjoy agree. it. I think it's a bit long as well. It's like yeah. an hour forty seven or something. Could could have easily been like under 90 minutes i think but yeah perhaps yeah you could have made it a bit tighter yeah, yeah. definitely uh, maybe cut out some of those scenes that weren't really gelling well with me i did like when he um you said it was like improv when he just picked that stray cat up off the street yeah and auntie mackie tells him to put the cat down but that made a lot of sense to his character yeah, yeah like, he, he just lost cats, his cat yeah. he sees a cat i'm gonna pick up this cat yeah so i think he, that's why he said even Let's when do this. even yeah. when he's not acting he he knows exactly he's always acting He's mm. one of the one of the true actors. Oh man, yeah, cool. Should we rate it. Yeah, fuck it. Out of what? Like if we keep talking about it, we're just gonna get depressed. Yeah. I I just I just can't even talk about it in like the the depths in which I probably would have if we had not watched the whole fucking marathon and spent four hours talking about Barbenheimer. 
Mm-hmm. I just don't have it in yeah, me to that even. That really f- did us in, actually. I don't. <laughs> I just don't have it. it in me to talk about it yeah. at all, which is a shame because there's a lot bags of crack. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Bags of crack, eh? Fine. You know what? Fine. Bags it. of crack. It is. I yeah. couldn't think of anything else except for dead cats, but I didn't want to do that. Do you know what? Dead cats came to my mind, but I'm glad that bags yeah. of crack is what we've landed on. We've Congratulations. settled on it. Yeah. This is Yeah, I do think this is quite a well made movie. This is like normally the kind of shit that I love, like these really like gritty, low budget like indie movies mm. that kind of just dare to show off like really good performance. Um mm. I did get a lot out of it, but overall it didn't completely gel with me. Don't think I'd go back and watch it again. But mm. Ryan Glos- Gosling is amazing and it deserves the Oscar nomination he got for it. I think it was his first nom. Um Ryan Glosling. Yeah, Ryan Go- Glosling. <laughs> Um, yeah, give it like seven bags of crack out of ten. Why are we? <laughs> I fucking hate this so much. <laughs> um, this is um, a very niche and sensitive. I don't take even want to it. say it. Fucking hell. Um, it was yeah, it was good. It was it was quite good. Um, I I don't know if 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 it's gonna be like this bleak movie where like I quite like movies that like feel quite depressing. Um, but if they're gonna be like that. I sort of want it to be like amazing because I don't want to put myself through a movie about depression yeah. and, and addiction and it not and it just I sit there and I'm like oh that was that was that and it wasn't like amazing this wasn't amazing but for what it's worth I had a, a fairly good time with it I do think it over overruns a bit but what brings it home is Brian Gosling's performance I think he does a very good job at it um, seven seven bags of crack out of ten <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like how do you even follow up bags of crack out of ten? I don't know. I, oh man, it's it's a bit it's a it's a bit of a shame that I can't even like fucking form a sentence right now because I mean I actually got a lot out of this movie. I mean probably a bit too much. Like I literally like got up out of the sofa after it fucking finished and I felt about like sixteen kilograms heavier than I am because mm. I literally could not even fucking walk. It was just it was harrowing. This, this movie is the polar opposite to the whale in terms of what you get out of your seat feeling like. Yeah, like I <laughs> I didn't feel like I was floating. I felt like I was about to like drown. Um yeah, I d I don't think I even I don't think I even took like a normal breath for like the last half of that movie. Like li- fucking awful. Took me to too many places, did not enjoy. However, fucking incredible. So I'm gonna give it a, a nine bags of crack out of ten. <laughs> I know, Love imagine I don't even fo- I don't even follow up on why, but there you go. You don't need to know. It just hits. It just hit. Yeah, it just it just hit. <laughs> hit. Uh, the fairly in-depth review Darcy wrote on that letterbox. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Fucking sprawl sprawled out. There you go, guys. Live your life. I'm so well, fucking exhausted. <laughs> so we go on to the next movie. Mm. Uh, where we talk about another movie that if we talk too long about it, it will make us more depressed and sad. What was it? Again? Lars and the Real Girl. This came out the year after Half Nelson. It was um. 2007, directed mm-hmm. by Craig Gillespie. Oh, Great name again. Director <laughs> of Corella, <laughs> <laughs> which we have talked about on this podcast. Anything um, else? Yeah, a couple. Nothing of note for me. Um, I did that Itonia. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I, that. That. I haven't Night seen Itonia. That's to be quite fair. good. Itonia's awesome. My mum's seen it and said it was great, but Lars and the Real Girl is about Lars um, and the Real Girl. He, yeah, and the Real Girl and. <laughs> 
having a hard time sort of socialising, making friends. Uh, and his brother and sister-in-law, they're so worried. They're like, damn, man, you got to get out of there. You got to put yourself forward um, and like make friends and maybe enter into a relationship. Um, but he's, he announces that he has got a girlfriend, that he met her on the internet. And when she turns up, um, that she was in a wheelchair and that she's... Um, doesn't speak much English, uh, and that she's religious, so they're not going to be sleeping together, so that she has to stay with uh, his brother and his brother's wife in the house that they live opposite him from. This is their family house, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and when their father or their mother died, uh, they sort of went back. His brother took, his brother Gus took the house, and he took this like outhouse, this sort of shed building, and he well, just sort of wanted to stay there. Um, and when his girlfriend t- shows up, uh, her name is, what is her name? Uh, d- uh, Bianca. Uh, she's a doll. She's a sex doll. And this movie is about their relationship and how everybody's sort of reacting to their relationship um, and how the community reacts to Bianca being a, uh, a doll. It's about sadness and depression and fucking just anxiety, I guess, and with this weird guy who's sort of i guess he's like sort of on the spectrum or just doesn't really understand yeah yeah it's um i kind of got that he was probably autistic um from it something maybe something was yeah up with him. i think i read that he's got schizo personality disorder or something mm. like that that's quite an interesting yeah. so yeah i just think he was like dealing with a lot yeah <laughs> yeah he obviously <laughs> he had like a, lot a very of tragic and sad yeah. character you learn well, as the movie things, progresses yeah. that he's um, got some things in his past that he sort of hasn't deal- dealt with or mm. come to terms yeah. with. A lot of trauma. Kind of like creates Bianca as this like way of coping. Mm-hmm. The movie's kind of about him learning to deal with all of that stuff to the point where he no longer needs her at the end. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just say it. Um, I thought this was going to be a comedy, so I'm sorry yeah. about that. I thought I was going to laugh my ass off throughout this entire movie. Um, but I just sort of felt sad and upset. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a drama, I think. But yeah, it's, like, it's it's heavy on the drama. Yeah, it's like closer to a drama than a mm. comedy. Although there are a few, like quite a few funny mm. moments. Yeah, I felt like as soon as I got over that initial shock of like, oh, he has a doll as a girlfriend. Um, that that part was very funny, and like the introduction of it was like cringe funny. Yeah. Um, mm. as as it developed, I just got more upset and sad and felt bad for him. Yeah, it's kind of like. The movie is based around one joke, and then they're like, yeah. after they've told the joke, they're like, okay, let's keep going. Yeah. And then they like take in a completely different direction where it no longer becomes a joke. It and it's kind, just yeah, like, it kind of it almost makes you feel guilty for like cringing at it. Like you know when mm. you like make a joke about like a relative or something, and they're like, oh, actually, like my mum died, and everyone goes, oh no. But like you yeah. were laughing a minute ago, but you're not anymore. That's what this movie feels like. We said, like, at the beginning, like, what would you do if someone you knew um, and we had like, this? Oh, and we were fuck. like, oh, I'd probably leave. I'd probably run away. Haha. <laughs> it's crazy stuff, man. This is mad. Yeah, but as and the movie like... went on, I was like, I just felt more guilty about saying that. Yeah, yeah like, I just, yeah, it just makes you feel like, just makes you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> but I guess, I guess it's also, I don't know, it was like strangely uplifting, though. Like, this whole mm. town of people were like, we love this guy enough to help him out so we want to go along with whatever the fuck he's going through so we can help yeah. him through it. But I was kind of stuck in between, this is really nice and it's kind of enabling. Like, I don't think we should let him be like, believe, like let him believe this. But like, mm-hmm. but then like, as the movie goes on, you can't, it's kind of like justified almost. So you're kind of like, you're, you're not stuck in purgatory like I was for like 
I felt and, like, like the first forty five minutes. You laughed a lot in this movie. Maybe out of like this weirdness that permeates it's- throughout. But it was every time, like as soon as like, <laughs> I'd gotten over that initial comedy shock, every time you laughed, I felt horrendous. Yeah, it was no, it was just like I was just. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm one of those people that I will laugh when I feel like awkward or cringe, yeah. and I fucking yeah. hate like um I genuinely Chris will vouch for me. I fucking hate things like puppets and um, mm. basically shit that doesn't like Blink. um yeah Emote. blinking. I yeah. fucking hate that kind of stuff. So like every time I got over it, something else would happen. It would make me laugh all over again, yeah. especially like at the, oh my god at the end when he's oh. <laughs> See what I'm like when he's he's like fucking kissing this fucking doll, and I'm like, oh, I can't, oh, I can't fucking yeah. deal with this. Like, I'm feeling bad for him because he's like, he's obviously like gotten to this point in like, uh, you know, like this like trauma healing and grief and all this kind of shit where he's like, oh, you know, like he's finally like coming full circle, and it's like I don't know, he's like, you know, like, but no, I can't. Oh. Yeah, I just can't, I you can't. See, yeah, like, weird. I mean, it, it was a about, battle in my like, mind if that helps. Trauma, I think. It definitely and, um, is trauma-based, Kind of trying to come to terms with what happened to him through this doll and like mm. how, how he uh, kind of buys her as a way to like sort of be happy, I guess. And then as the movie progresses and he learns more about what he's gone through throughout his life and his um, parents dying and all that and how he sort of returned to the family home, his mother died in childbirth, I think was told to him by the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how he sort of takes that in and sort of maybe not consciously but subconsciously goes about getting rid of uh, this doll, uh, Bianca, from his life, but in a way uh-huh. that felt very human and yeah. the fact that he was doing that. And, you know, I never thought that I would like get out of this movie and be like, I'm so upset that the doll died. <laughs> do, you know what I, do you know what I was thinking that as well? Like when that fucking funeral happened, I was like, Oh my god! Like I'm actually sad. Like this doll was like never real, mm. but for but they made it real. I was like Ryan Gosling's character made yeah. it real, and it was like actually like like a whole town's like mourning the death of a thing that mm. never was, right? When, like yeah. never was because she like integrates into the town, the community, and they're all doing it for him. They want him to like yeah. get better. But like, isn't it so also it- like? Aren't, isn't it? See, this is like a bittersweet thing, then, because aren't you also meant to like feel kind of like good about it in a way? Like he's like finally come to this point mm-hmm. where he doesn't need her anymore, but it's also yeah. like, but she's she's That's what passed makes this on, movie right? Like really it's, great. Yeah, it's, I think. my mind was like at war, like the whole time <laughs> I was watching it. I was like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm not judging him. I just hate dolls, right? That, that there's mm. no judgment on my side about him, right? But I'm like, right, I'm uncomfortable. I feel bad about this doll. I fucking hate this doll, but I also this is really sweet. I'm more uh, enabling. I don't understand. And my whole my my brain was just fucking havoc the whole time. I was like, I don't know what to do. So when I started laughing, it was purely out of just I was imploding inside. Like there Mm. was there's no other way to even describe what was going on inside. It really gets under your skin. It It does. Why? It's, so, it's such a simple premise. <laughs> Why did it get to me so bad? I think I really like that scene where uh, she sort of she's gone to the hospital. She's been given this like terminal disease or something. Mm. Um, Whatever. And then it like is. afterwards, they go to the lake, and you said you laughed when he kissed her and started crying. But I just felt like I was being torn apart. I was like, Jesus Christ! Nobody like yeah. Ryan Gosling does it so well. He performs this so well. 
I'm just there like, oh, I'm broken. I'm like a shell. This is so horrible to watch. Yeah. And it's a doll. I think this is low-key one of his best performances. He's so good in this movie. Yeah. He like That's completely a, like, disappears into this character. This He's is the like thing, so like, how does he, how does he, like, how is he, like, who else would be able to make me feel bad about a doll that I can't stand in the yeah. first place? Like, I well, fucking I, I hate them. I was thinking them. I don't think anyone could have pulled this off except no. for him. It's like mm-hmm. this character, I think there's this like certain warmness to them. Sad yeah. sweetness that well, I just he's, don't think he's lovable, isn't he? Really that's that's the thing. Do. Like, Ryan no. Gosling, yeah, he is a really lovable person. He's really charming. There's mm. like just this quality to him that I think shows in the character, and I just don't know if anyone really would be able to capture it quite the same way. Yeah. I used to like not really care about Ryan Gosling. Is like a he was when I was younger, he was like the poster boy or whatever. He was oh, yeah, because like, everyone was so like, he's attractive. so hot. Yeah. Oh my God, I love Ryan Gosling. He's so cute. Oh, yeah, he's he's, so he's madly attractive, mm. but it's like, he's also just like a fantastic fucking actor. He's and I, like, I was always like, yeah, he's supposed to be like this dweeby sort of guy in this. It, like, but it's always going to be like, he's Ryan Gosling. He's like one of the most attractive men yeah, in Hollywood. Yeah, that's the only like, thing. You can't, and the, the, um, the way he's able to pull off this performance is like staggering to me. That was the only thing. it completely goes yeah. against that. He can do anything, I swear mm. to God. I just think that was the only thing about this movie that kind of didn't completely win me over was the idea that it was like, even even as a guy who's dressed in the pink sweater, he's still sexy. I feel like he was mm. aesthetically the wrong, the wrong choice for this. But as an actor, he's like a potato. Perhaps, he's versatile. Yeah. He mm, works he's... in everything. He does everything. He's a he's a dish. He's <laughs> It's a bold he's move society, to cast somebody the, who yeah, is you know? that yeah. does have that reputation mm. as being quite, you know, very nice to look at, and having yeah. cast as this guy who's not really supposed to be very, very in, uh, reclusive and very yeah. like introverted, and have him pull it off that well. I think that's it says something towards just how his he does acting chops. I think he also gets to show off how good he is at being a comedic actor. Like, I genuinely mm. think he's mm. one of the best comedic actors we've got. Yeah, I think he really does. He, Although it's there's it's not a super funny movie, when it is funny, I think he he's so good. Like his mannerisms and the way he moves and like his timing and just like his reactions to people, it's just it's so good. He, mm-hmm. he he's reacting the way that you kind of expect him to, though. But yeah, the character. But you mean. the the character itself is so unique that you wouldn't really know how how to. Re- Does that make sense? Like this only works in a way that Ryan Gosling can make it work. I don't. I I can't express that in any other way. Mm. Like, if you haven't seen it, then you you won't have a fucking clue why it's so fucking weird. <laughs> but like, I don't know. He just he just he just went. Yep, I am Lars now, and I will make mm. this work. You don't even know this guy or how he would act because you don't know anybody like me. But this is how I would be. Yeah, like no one, He's... no one knows anyone like him. I call his sessions sure. with the doctor as well. It's like not really about. She's like uh, giving treatment. To Bianca, but it's not really about that. She's a doll; she can't get treatment. Um, mm. It's it's more about like kind of getting to the root of yeah. why he's doing this. Um, but I loved all those sessions. I I love the this idea that mm. he hated to be touched, and it was like a massive thing for him to be like touch somebody else. And mm. The fact that mm. Bianca was first and foremost a sex doll, but he never had sex yeah. with her. 
No. No, that's true. Like, he kissed her right at the end. Mm. And that's like the first time he really has any like physical contact with her. Yeah. But I really love uh... those scenes where he's like talking about like things about Bianca and it always like parallels like his own traumas, like his mm. losing his parents and stuff like that. Yeah, like that's the, so good. I, I think those. See, for me, I think those parts were like more engaging into his character for me, rather than him going around with this like fucking sex doll. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I I think I got more out of those sort of scenes than I did from him being like, "Oh, you were you were supposed to play Scrabble with me tonight." Well, what do you mean? And I'm just like. Go back, to the, go back to the he, therapist. I enjoy this movie. He argued with her as well. Yeah, that, like, was, well, that not, was something. It's not easier, is it? <laughs> you could still like, argue with her. Like, who are you her. talking to? <laughs> been my favourite scene in the movie is when he um he goes bowling with the person from work and like all mm. the other people from work show up as well. It's like the first time in the movie where you see him like really connecting with other people and it's just sure, so what, sweet. That was so mm. cute. I actually did enjoy that a lot. I was like, yeah. oh, he finally... He's finally with the yeah, people. he's like with a potential love interest and like with friends for the first time, which he never really had before. So it, mm. it kind of feels like, I don't know, like you're watching someone like grow and heal. And that was quite nice. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what the whole movie is about. Mm-hmm. But there's also that really great scene where he's talking to his brother about when he like first knew he was like a man. Yeah. I think that's just See, a really that, great. That's, that's something I don't understand and can't relate to. So I didn't quite understand that what was going on. Well, yeah, just just the idea of like, you know, yeah, when, when they were just having that whole conversation, I was like, well, I can't relate to this. So that's fine. Yeah. But well, I, think I, I don't know. There was like nothing like, in that for me to understand. He's more, I think, wants to know when they first knew that they were like a proper, like fully formed adult yeah how do you know when you're completely grown up yeah because that's kind of what his thing is he's not he is still kind of like dealing with Mm. his traumas from growing up and he's not really a a full person yet yeah i liked his dynamic with his brother yeah by paul schneider aka mark aka what parks and reg he's like the worst character in that show but i really like him in this he's good he has to come to terms with the fact that his brother is doing this and he Mm. takes it very difficult uh, it's a very difficult thing, I think thing you for would, him though, to you? understand. Yeah. Sure, like we yeah. were joking about it at first, so like, yeah, it's it would be obvious. Hard for me so, to understand, yeah. honestly, I'd be like, oh, okay. It's, um, yeah, it's weird. It is weird. It's quite but strange. But then you get over that after a while, which is kind of. I guess his arc was coming to terms with the fact that he left um the home their home and sort of left Lars alone with their father, and how yeah. that kind of had a knock on effect, and how he kind of had to come to terms with how that had affected his brother and also himself. My thought, the things that he did, yeah. but I felt like their their friendship in a way, like it, it evolved over time, over the course of the movie. Whereas I think they were quite at odds at the beginning, sort of a lot more connected in the end. I really like that dynamic with them. It's no Mark, but you know, <laughs> he does a good job. I think um, I don't really see him in much. No, he, he did very, very well in this. Um, cool. So I, well, I'm so exhausted from this. How yeah, long is this episode? It's probably like six hours now. Yeah, it's so. over two hours, so I'm happy to move on. Okay, yeah, that's correct. I've got a few other notes, but nothing really... That's what, maybe we'll yeah. just have to revisit this Talking at some point. Like, yeah, that was cool. This Absolute, must be the place, Blaine. Absolutely yeah. not. I, do, I want to forget about that Being all over again. Love by Tom Tom Club as well <laughs> when they go in. That's another Talking Heads branch song. Yeah. I need you both to stop. <laughs> Don't like talking heads. <laughs> Fucking love them. That's why I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> that was such a great scene as well, where he's like dancing. He's like on the verge of tears. Mm. So sweet. Lovely stuff. Lovely Relatable. stuff. What are you writing now? Um, 
Well, sex dolls. No, we could do that. But Why do we have to do <laughs> we this? We have to do these things all the time. <laughs> it just doesn't have to be this way. <laughs> yeah, I guess we do. <laughs> I don't know what else is there. That sex dolls. Yeah. What it's about. Yeah, it is. Uh, I really, really love this movie. I um, connected to it quite strongly as someone who's kind of been dealing with a lot of uh, my own personal demons recently. So I spent like the whole movie like on the verge of tears because I see myself in it so so much. I think I can see myself like going back to it pretty soon because I, I really, really loved it. I give it a nine sex dolls out of ten. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> I need it to go away. Uh, Why do we can't just say that and then say, oh, nine sex dolls out of ten? This is the nuance of this podcast, yeah. okay? Jesus. Okay. Um, <sighs> Craig Gillespie, you got one for me. Thank you. This is really great. Uh, a really good time with it. Um, thank you, Ryan, also, further proving what a chameleon he is. Mm. Um, chameleon, I love it. My chameleon. Uh, right in this one, eight sex dolls. Out of ten. I really don't like this rating system. Me neither. Me neither. Um, I think if I didn't hate Dole so much, I'd probably enjoy this more, but I, mm. I genuinely... It's like when I'm watching Muppets Christmas Carol and there's like scenes where like Gonzo stares into the camera and I have to turn around because I fucking... I can't stand it. The old it. Gonzo scenes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I didn't... I think it's one of those movies that is really bizarre. I feel like you need to watch it more than once to kind of... Mm-hmm. Well, not get everything out of it because you kind of do in the first time. But like, if you're, yeah. I don't know, if you're conflicted on it, a bit like me, uh, maybe you want to watch it again. So for now, I'm going to give it seven sex stars. I hate this rating system out of ten, <laughs> and I never want to talk about it ever again. Right? Can can the no. can the last one have like a normal fucking rating system, please? Well, you can decide the the rating system. Oh, for the I next don't know. I'm literally <laughs> yeah. just looking at it um, now. Instagram movie. I drive. I drive. By the way, I drive. Um, That's everywhere. Yeah, so, everywhere. I'm sick of it. Yeah, I'm sick I, of all these I fucking did. Instagram posts about how great Ryan Gosling is. Do you, do you, the weird thing. <laughs> and how everybody the, wants to be him. The weird I, thing I get, is, like, kind of secondhand ick from those. I didn't realise that this was from that though. So when everyone was like, you know, the memes that are like, yeah, me. Oh. He's literally I, uh, me. He's literally me. Oh, I drive. Yeah. I didn't realise yeah. that was actually that, from um, this movie. You see that green text about the guy who just based his entire personality <laughs> yeah. off of drive. And then no, got a girlfriend. And then they and then like a like a year into the relationship, they watched the movie Drive and she realized what he'd been doing. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce the movie for us, Darcy. Oh my god. I don't know if I can now. Um so through through the through the meme and gream of Ryan Gosling's best fan base, um, I I picked um, Drive from two thousand and eleven. I still don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name. So it's Nicholas who? Nicholas uh, Win Winding Reffin. Reffin or Winding. Nicholas Winding. winding. Either way, it's a, it's a great name. And I looked at it and I was like, "How do you pronounce this?" He's a cool dude. Yeah. He he literally looks like if Jeremy Strong went to Caltech. This man is a Danish. He looks like the beauty. singer of a post punk band. He does, um, and it has like everybody in the world in it. And um, anyway, so it's yeah, it's just about this this uh, man who um, gets in trouble with some gangsters when he's on a on a getaway um, heist type thing, and there's people in it, and it's. 
most people have seen this movie, let's be honest, right? Because I must be like the only mm. person in the world who hasn't seen it now. Very big. Yeah, it's it's fucking massive, right? Sort of. And I feel all... like it was like the one that put Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Gosling on the, on the map. map. Like, sort of. Yeah, it was like the first Ryan Gosling movie I watched. Like mm. literally, I've I've heard all the boys love this movie. And from what Max just told me about that gazer who's <laughs> yeah, based yeah. person, yeah. this is that movie, right? This is the the movie. This yeah. is this is the Ken movie. Yeah. So yeah, I watched, in the, yeah. watched it. I've only seen it once or like 10 years ago because um, my college uh, lecturer recommended it to me. I, Is I, that a college lecturer a man or a woman? Man. Right, well, there we go. Okay. Well, I, I mean, it's not quite what I expected it to be, but it's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's, it's got like Nicholas mm. Winding Refn's stamp on it. Yeah. It's so much his movie. From the beginning, from the off, with like the pink credits and like the sort of neon aesthetic it's cultivating, I think he does very well at that. And I've, I've also I thought about his movie, The Neon Demon, a lot in this movie. Mm. Um, yeah, which is he, like the same sort of visual style, yeah. like super colourful and yeah. yeah. But it has like the yeah. grit and the 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 violence of a movie like Bronson, his other movie. That he's oh done. my God. Mm. I didn't realise it was going to be that violent until yeah, it got really fucking He's violent. really great of like, because I feel like the whole movie it kind of is very bright. It's very mm. neon. Like the music's very bright and upbeat kind of. And then it's yeah. just like, here's this really horrible, tense shit that underneath it. Here's some like horrific violence. See, yeah, I, I, I loved like, yeah, like the, the, the neon colours were nice. Um, yeah. The font, however, unreadable and disgusting. Have a word <laughs> with yourself. Other than yeah. that, it, I think it's glorious. Like, um, again, I'm reading reviews of people that fucking hated this, but mm-hmm. that is part of what I like to do best. Mm-hmm. If I love a movie, I'll see why people hate it. If I hate a movie, I'll see why people love it. It was kind it. of marketed as an action movie. That's what though. people are saying. It's it, like it kind fake. of is, but like it's more of like a <laughs> it turns drama into sort of thriller. It yeah. kind of does it, it, though. Yeah, it does such a good job at like giving you this vibe at the beginning and like throughout into the middle. It's quite calm and held back. Um, but it's, it's it's very smooth in how it like glides along in its path, um, and then it, it like it turns into something very yeah. violent and upsetting and definitely a lot more sinister as the movie um, goes on. I won't say it's like a flip. I think it like it melds into it quite well. Yeah, I, f- I think it got, yeah. I think it they, builds up. As soon up, as like right? the first like instance of like brutality happens, yeah. it's not like whoa, what the fuck was that? It was more like it was building oh, I didn't realise yeah. it had been building this entire time. That's basically how I felt about yeah, it. It is like very shocking and at first, but it does like make complete mm. sense. I I did actually I didn't enjoy that because it was it was almost like a nice huh things are interesting yeah. now. But it, it's that's it just kind of the nature of these kind of movies for me mm. though. Like it was building up to a point where I was like, I mean, this film's all right, but I'm just looking at sexy people it, and listening it, to nice music yeah. and then it started getting to a point where I was like this mm. I think it does such a good job of building up to it as well because it really mm. does take its time like it slow, it's a real slow burn I feel like the but it's first not even that long a movie two. either no, no yeah. it's not but I feel like it really takes its time to like set the stage like kind of put you in this setting and like introduce you to the characters and get you to kind of connect to them and fall in love with them um, so then when shit does start happening it like it hits harder and it mm. 
it's more disturbing and it's more tense because you've had all this time with these people. Yeah. Care now. Yeah. You make me care. Um, whereas I feel like a lesser movie would just be like straight into the action and you wouldn't mm. really care. Do you as want, much. that is hilariously quite a lot of the uh, the the backlash for this movie is just and it takes um, too long. It's it's called Drive. It should be about a driver. Like well, actually is. no, like like apparently like the whole the whole point was for for, yeah, for yeah. the whole film mm. to be centered around like this guy who's but it just wouldn't be yeah, as moonlighting good as it basically. Like that. It's so good because it's not like that because it completely subverts that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I just love that. Every, I mean, most of the reviews on here are actually like quite negative or, like, on mm. IMDb anyway. Right, and I'm like, oh, okay, like I feel I don't know. I feel I feel like um as like I as movies go, I feel I don't know. It it did serve its purpose, right? Like I, I know I'm like reading things about people who um things that are like, oh, this film took too long to get into it. Like nothing really happened. It was like an hour and a half of like two things happening. But I don't I don't really feel like that in in sense of like I felt like there was always something happening. I mean, it, yeah. there were there were little dips in it for me. To be fair, where like as it was building up, I was like, it's better go somewhere soon. Mm. I'm getting a little bit bored now. But but then if you just get straight into it, it doesn't really have that sort of like punch, does it? Where you're yeah. kind of like you're you're building into this like characters like psyche and shit, like the the demise of it mm. all, right? But if you just get straight into it, there's like no stakes in it. There's no demise. It's yeah, just it, things it, are happening, right? Like the third act feels earned because we spent so much time. Yeah. Instead of like there. just going straight into like yeah the second or third act and just being like ah oh, cool. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like he's established. This is already happening. Yeah, right? This is like such a staple character mm. for not only Ryan Gosling but just like movies. <laughs> mm. It's like so up there in like the echelon of film. Um, it, like this this character of the driver. I think a lot of people, especially a lot of young men, definitely try to like imprint themselves onto him. And that's why I brought up that uh that green tech story I read about that guy who basically based his. Yeah, entire personality. See, of that's him. how great he it's, is, right? Yeah, oh, he's so great. He just, you know, he's like, I, I, this wouldn't work in real life, man. Don't try to be this guy because it doesn't work. You, you get beaten up. Be, so you quickly. have to be able to talk to people and interact with people because, yeah. like, if, I get, like, he's a cool guy. He really is a cool yeah. guy in this movie. I, I get rock, it. Yeah, but also, like, Brian Gosling's the king of that. You can't do that in like a real, but you can't do that in real life. And have it meld that way. Yeah, how do you it's actually? Quite and it's like yeah. quite a weird movie for that. How do you actually build your personality on Ryan Gosling? Like, I'm being dead serious now. Like, I don't know how that works because his personality seems like almost like nice, aggressive, and I don't really mm. know how. The, yeah, I don't really know how that kind of like gels well <laughs> with like the average folk. It feels like. This is a character for a movie. It's not real, right? Yeah, yeah, like it's just so bizarre to me. Like, I get it. The the, the sort of calm collected kind of aloof mysterious yeah. guy who doesn't really say a lot wears cool jacket wears a cool jacket drives vintage cars yeah. true does that guy drive a vintage car who knows he drives a lot of cars he's he like, does oh no that's the whole point yeah. right because yeah. he he's a, he does like Hollywood stuff yeah. 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 Right. he's yeah. a getaway driver as well yeah like, Ryan Gosling does it. this type very well he this does sort of silent yeah. protagonist it's almost like yeah because he's he's cool and yeah, mysterious yeah. and wicked. But like, it was just—I was just laughing because there's like a a review on here that's like Ryan is perhaps the worst actor ever in the history of acting. It's mad. It's mad. I don't. I don't understand it. How you can come to that conclusion about him? <laughs> You've got like not only do you have 
like Drive and um, let's say Blade Runner 2049, where they're quite silent protagonists, yeah, quite mm-hmm. more Subtle. about how they hold themselves and the, the body language that they're using, the faces he, mm. he can make. with like and He can convey so much just through his own body. It, it doesn't matter that he's not saying a lot because you get the performance from his body language. Yeah. But the fact that he can, he can juggle that with performances like Lars and the Real Girl or uh, yeah, like how was he doing Barbie this? Or the nice guys, where he can go like so far in the other direction mm. and play up these comedy characters with a lot of heart and people you care about still, but they just make you mm. laugh a lot. He is. This is why he's yeah. one of my favorite. Or actors. even like just like La La Land or like even La La Land, where yeah. he's playing oh. like maybe more of a like standard sort of character, but he's doing it so well. This is why I say he's like a potato. Like, he is very he's, versatile. He's, he literally he works with everything. <laughs> first man, he's so good in first man as well. Mm. Amazing, amazing stuff. But it's like you can't you can't be this in real life, boys. I'm sorry. It yeah, won't I work. don't really understand how. I mean, obviously, obviously, work for this guy for however long, but I don't know how. He was in a completely different world, you I, know. Yeah, I just don't understand. He was a driver. I bet he was so <laughs> hated by like everyone around him as well, because like he's not the kind of like. Don't get me wrong, like. The the purpose of having a character in a movie is to have them only on screen for like two hours tops, right? If you knew a person like this, you would fucking hate them. Because mm. I think I would. Not yet. Do you know what I mean? Like they're so unbearable. Well, yeah, that's maybe- Craig. He sort of stands there looking aloof and hot and mysterious. Um, like- he doesn't say a lot, but he drives. Yeah, You're like, like okay, I don't know. That's a guy I don't want to talk to. It just seems like. He would be like, and this is gonna sound so awful, right? Because I'm not, I'm not talking about Ryan Gosling here, but like maybe, maybe the character, I don't know. But like, I feel like you would just be like so fucking boring. Like you'd be sitting in a car with him, and he just wouldn't speak. He'd just have like a song playing in the background. <laughs> he would just be like, "That's all I want." And I was like, "Like how that's boring all I want from you, this guy?" Like that's just, that's just what I was getting from it. Like, but obviously, I'm not the one. Pretending to be, he doesn't even have a name in this movie, does he? He's just no, he's driver. driver. He's the driver. All right, you hmm. don't even have a name, cool guy. What's your, <laughs> what's your name? That's how cool he is. <laughs> <laughs> he just drives, man. He drives. Oh, I remember this movie ending differently. <laughs> I've seen this like a couple of times, but I, I mm. remembered it having quite a nice, happy ending. That is not what we got. No. <laughs> so much. He just goes on this like brutal spree of violence in the end. He just ends up going away and being lonely. Um, but I remember it that he like went away with uh, Carrie Mulligan and us. <laughs> so when that didn't happen this time, I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it!" <laughs> don't know if I would have preferred that. No, no. Don't think it would have been the same. Probably not. Probably no. Not. Although I was actually quite surprised that he just like didn't die yeah like I, I actually thought like he was just like like you know you know that really yeah. long shot in his car i was like is he dead is he not yeah it's a great shot and yeah then he, it's like, a great blinks, shot and i'm well, like fuck <laughs> it's quite ambiguous because you don't know whether he's about to die or mm. maybe he has already died and this is like a vision or mm. oh maybe yeah. he's gonna survive <laughs> i think he survives maybe maybe yeah. they were maybe the um the race car boys were like drive two Let's have drive two because he could have survived. The petition drive for drive, drive two. again. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Was there was there a petition? I don't no. know. Why would that be? No, probably not. It just does what it needs to do. Yeah, it's solid. You got Oscar <laughs> Isaac coming in. There's, There's this a... guy called Standard. Like what? That, 
Not a name. No. <laughs> I like that there's a YouTube version. Like, there's a YouTube fake sequel of Drive called Drive to the Uber Years. <laughs> Drive to the Uber Years. Yeah, yeah. nice. nice. Like, a, like a fake version of Drive. I love that. Yeah, I just wanted like to know if anyone ever, like, petitioned it. So that's what I'm going to look yeah. for. You said, like, everyone's in this movie. Yeah. Got a lot of big ones. Oscar Isaac uh, comes in. He's like, he plays a really good role. I think for his character, yeah, I think great. he, he, he d- plays I these kinds of roles him. very well. Um, just like this guy that's sort of like kind of weird and like he's got a weird mm. energy about him. He feels like he's bad news. Um, but I love everything they do with him. He's not in it for a very long time, but I think he leaves an impact. Yeah, and that's sort of what you want from a character like that, where he sort of makes friends with the driver in a type of way. Um, yeah, I remember him being in it a lot more. I didn't realize he died so early on. Like into the movie in terms of how long he's actually was yeah. in it for. Insane scene when he gets shot as well. Yeah. It's so tense. Yeah. I thought like I would be able to write down like, oh man, that scene was so tense. But then like he just keeps like driving and like they get into this massive car chase and I'm like, oh shit, it, it just keeps going. Um, that's such a great chase scene as well. Yeah, it is great. Like, it's not like a super action heavy movie, but when it does like show action or anything like that, it's so well done. Mm-hmm. Gives you what you want. It's, yeah, it's it gives the people what they it's want. Violent, and it's you know because when when like somebody dies in a movie, I think about like just any fucking movie that shows death. Uh, a lot of it, a lot of the time, it's very throwaway. Like you can't sure. like they just kill people and you're like, that's a guy who died. But in real life, if you saw that you'd be like, oh my god, this is horrendous. Mm. Just watching somebody die. Yeah, you see someone get shot, it wouldn't be just like they're shot and they're falling to the ground. Mm. It'd be like a nest where like there's blood everywhere. Like like the person who gets her like I think it's Christina Hendricks, is it? Who oh. gets like shot in the head <gasps> and her entire head explodes. Yeah. That's that more what it's sick, like. Takes the mirror in blood. Yeah. Glass everywhere. I like the fit where you see like bits of her brain. Yeah. It's fucking it just mad. goes like in slow motion from there. That was a really good way to handle yeah. that scene. As it sort of dawns on the character of the driver, what's happening? Mm. And how he kind of reacts very quickly to it. The, the fact that he, I was like, "Have you done this before, man?" Because he kills a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It's that. almost like he's like a natural. Yeah. <laughs> like he already knows what he's okay. doing. You that could do person this has their like head stomped into the ground as well. <gasps> that was great. Oh Apparently, he, um, like consulted with Gaspar Noé for that scene because he wanted to make it really realistic. That was fucking me. I, I love this movie for that. That it's was me. So, it feels visceral. Yeah, it feels it like does. every. Every mm. hit counts, you know. When Every- he takes the gun and he shoots the guy in the face, you're like, oh, yeah. when he, I love that scene in the elevator where he just sort of like kisses Carrie Mulligan, sort of draws her back, and just this this, so cool. this fight ensues, and he that- stamps on this guy's face until it's a bloody pulp. Yeah, that yeah. was the scene that that guy went. I will now become driver <laughs> from the film. There's driver. just like so much weight to every like every death in the movie. I think even mm-hmm. for like these characters that you have never met, like that person in the elevator and shit like that. Yeah. Anytime someone dies or gets killed or like gets like horrifically hurt, it there's so much weight to it. Yeah. You can't feel it in a weird way. Watch. Brian Cranston, his death was yeah, quite, his death's really uh, shocking, quite gross. <laughs> Yeah, his his death filled me with like actual. I don't know because obviously if you get I don't know if you get like shot in the head like it looks gross, but there was something yeah. about just watching that fucking thing slice through his skin like a fucking watching a guy's wrist butter. get slit. Was, it's it's his gro- own arm. It's horrible to me. <laughs> it is horrible. You feel it. And I just love that he like he shook his hand, he cut his wrist, and he was like, "There we go. It's done. It's done. There's no pain. Don't worry about it." I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, you're was- a monster. <laughs> what the fuck? Mm, so minging. It was, yeah, that was horrible. And they did that to Brian, of all people. 
Not Brian. Not Brian. <laughs> not another Brian death scene. <laughs> he is great in this as well. Apparently, like, pretty much all his lines are improvised, like, in terms of talking about cars and shit. Oh, that man is an absolute be, tank, isn't it? In the original script, uh, Driver had a lot more dialogue, but they decided to basically make him almost a silent protagonist. So mm, the feel fill it out, Brian Cranston was like, right, I'm going to make this guy a gearhead and have all this like talk about cars and shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as much as I don't think a guy like this in real life would work, it works for the movie that he's in. That's yeah. what I mean. It, it works for this specific scenario alone. Because it's not something that you would come across every day. I do like his uh, jacket, the sort of scorpion jacket. Yeah. It's iconic. Do you know what? I saw I've... a guy one time uh, with that jacket on, like a few months back in a bar. I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen is everybody a else seeing this? Do you know what? Where... I like, I like the um, the re- uh, the replicas of this jacket, but mm-hmm. the actual jacket in the movie looks so shittily, like, sh- probably, probably, so shoddily made. It looks like shit. You think? It's the st- the sti- the embroidery and the stitch work looks like shit, but mm, like I've but seen re- like I've seen replicas of the jacket that look way better. <laughs> yeah. So I think whoever yeah. made the fucking jacket, no, absolutely not, no. But that's just that's just me talking from like a from an art artist standpoint. I didn't like the jacket. I like the look of the jacket, but I don't think it 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 looked very well made. But maybe that's mm. the whole point because obviously he probably didn't get this special jacket made maybe he did it himself you know like I'm, I'm just trying to think now of why why it would look the way it does I must have a scorpion sort of jacket with a scorpion on it scorpions yeah, are cool though don't do I scorpion can, I can jackets I will make myself one mm. who knows mm. something we've not talked about is the music as well the music yeah. is sick I mean I did Which I, I did like, say like, nice music some of the it. most like iconic film music now at this point that's so famous already, mm-hmm. even though it's only came out like 12 years ago. I know, but every song kind of just slapper really. It's all like yeah. 80s, like synth wave sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, it's like, like the neon aesthetic. It's yeah, yeah again, it suits, as well. it suits, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel like it's been like so influential mm. like, since then. Mm-hmm. But I think there's that game, um, Hotline Miami, that was heavily inspired by the aesthetic of this movie. I feel like a lot of things that have come out mm. like yeah. are clearly very heavily influenced by it. It was only this time around that I realised, listening to the music, that my boss plays a lot of this music in, in the office. That, that was quite a nice little uh, little nugget of information there. It just dawned on me. I was like, wait a minute. What the hell? He's the guy who's based his whole personality. He's literally me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a cracking soundtrack, man. You got, yeah, what, you got Electric Youth in there with a real hero. That's such a great song. Mm. Uh, Desire by Michael. Andy Spell Or Andy Spell by Desire. Yeah, Michael is great. Michael. Michael's, mm. Michael's so probably good. one of the best songs ever made. Yeah. It's it's cracking, man. Mm. I love it. It suits the uh, the tone of the movie yeah, very definitely. well as well. It, that makes me think of that film, um, The Guest, that came out afterwards, which kind of feels like it's trying to go for the same the sort guess. of thing, but never heard of it. Face, yeah, yeah, tries to it just doesn't this. work. No, yeah. I'm gonna look it up now. I've never heard of it. Oh, it's not say. good. <laughs> no, it's it is not good. I can't even. Fu- there we go. I I thought for a second that was Will Smith. <laughs> right. <laughs> the guy from the guest. <laughs> no, Will so, Smith. So when I was searching it up, the tiny thumbnail came up and I couldn't mm. see the the quality wasn't very good. But do you know what? A fun fact for you. I'm pretty sure it's this guy, if I'm correct, and hopefully it is. But I'm Stevens. I'm pretty sure my sister hates this guy. Like irrationally oh hates him 
I think it's this guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check, but I'm pretty sure she hates that guy. Oh, <laughs> makes me laugh every time. He was in that Beauty and the Beast live action movie. That he the was Eurovision movie. The Eurovision movie is one movie that I'm definitely gonna recommend on the pod at some point because right. it is fucking hilariously awful, Can't and I wait. love it so mm. much. Oh no, Zha Zha Ding Dong. Zha Zha who? That's what uh, the famous song from it. Zha Zha Ding Dong. Right. Shit. Anyway, enough of that. I'm just now looking at this movie on... It does look very like... Oh, I've heard about this movie, actually. I've never seen it. I've heard of it. You don't need to see the guest. Uh. This just reminds... It just sounds like the plot to that um that Prince and the Poor thing from The Simpsons. Right. Anyway, I'm so hungry. <laughs> I can't fucking Yeah, think. do we have much else to say about Drive or... No. <laughs> No, no. This episode's too long, okay? He's literally me. <laughs> I drive. <laughs> what are we going to rate this one out of? Right. That is a good question. I'm going to rate it out of Chevy's. Okay. He drives a Chevy. Okay. Yeah, this is a great movie, super iconic. Like, I feel like it's already like one of the most famous movies ever made at this point. So like influential in a lot of movies, um, even though it only came out 12 years ago. Um, mm. And it's just so great. Had such a good time rewatching it, and glad I did because I've not seen it in like at least ten years. Uh, give it uh nine Chevys out of ten. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it has BDK for me, Big Dick Kennedy. I um, love that. Oh my god! This one gets a nine uh, Chevys out of ten. I'm now stealing that big. What was it? Big Big Dick Kennedy. Yeah, that one. Um. I'm gonna. I don't even remember what I even rated it. Um, eight Kennedys. No, eight <laughs> Chevys. <laughs> I'm fucking hungry yeah. and tired. Oh, I've got stuff to do. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Ryan. If you want us more great movies, keep them coming. We will be there. That is true. We might be there. We might be there. That's that. Uh, for episode 126. Where next time we bring you. Another classic free-for-all episode where we all pick just a movie to watch and we watch them and we come back to you and tell you our thoughts on them uh, yeah. after watching them. Yeah. So, as per, mm-hmm. Chris goes first. What are you picking? Yeah, so we're not doing this one together because Darcy's away next <gasps> weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Because of that, I decided to pick a film that I've been putting off for ages just because of how long it is. Mm. Um, but it's one of my favourites. One of the all-time classics that feel like we had to talk about it eventually. You're hyping this up? Yeah. My pick is uh, Francis Ford Coppola's 1979 movie Apocalypse Now. Oh, my God. Uh, I think we're going to do the final cut. I think... Did I give you the Blu-ray of that? Yeah. 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 So that one's like three hours. It's like 30, 40 minutes longer. Um, Okay. Why? But the final cut, in my opinion, is better. Awesome. Well, brilliant. I've got the 4K, (laughs) so... I will subject Darcy to that, much to her chagrin. Lovely. Um, cool. Might have to, mate. My one is one I picked. I don't know how to get it, but I'm sure you can get it for me, Chris. Um, we'll see. This is a movie by a director I do not care all that much for, but I wanted to watch a few more of his movies because I hope that I would be turned around on him at some point. Um, this is the 1976 movie directed by Nicholas Rogue called The Man Who Fell to Earth. 
Oh, no. Okay. Got David Bowie in it. Yeah. Hopefully it will be a good time. That guy really is cool. director as well, mm. so I'm excited. Awesome. Uh, I, we, we went on a bit of a whim picking my uh, movie because we, uh, well, now that I'm going away, well, I'll say now that I'm going away, I've, I've known for months, <laughs> we kind of, we, we, we got about three films and then I kind of went, okay, let's pick one out of these three. And um, I've gone for The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh yeah, that's what I've. That's You're what I've done for most three. Um, great name, by the way. Three pretty like auteur directors. Uh, yeah, there we go. Um, three of the great. He's got one coming out this, this year. Yeah, he does. Looks ridiculous. It yeah. looks insane. It's mad. Can't wait. Huh? Um, was it Poor Things or something? Wait, Coming there's like an that? upcoming bit. Um, yeah, yeah, there is. Emma Stone and Willem Dafoe. Yeah, we saw the trailer for it not <gasps> long ago. Mm. That poster's fucking creepy. There's a duck. Oh my god, yeah, I remember this trailer because there yeah. was a duck with fucking legs. Yes, oh, I god, remember a this. Duck with legs. I remember this, and I was like, <laughs> "That's visceral." Yeah, it looks sick. It looks I always weird. say ducks should never have legs, um, especially stubby legs. Join us next time for movies about ducks with stubby legs. Uh, Apocalypse Now, The Man Who Fell to Earth, and The Killing of a Sacred Duck. Um, oh no! <laughs> follow our social media: YouTube, the Sunday Movie Marathon; Instagram at Sunday Movie Pod; Twitter at Sunday Movie Pod; Facebook at Sunday Movie Marathon; and Letterbox at Sunday MM Capital S Capital MM. Uh, remember to like, subscribe, rate the podcast five stars wherever you can do that. And do we have any extra words of encouragement in these trying times? Save the ducks. You are Kenna. You are Kenna. It was in you the whole time. You just needed to get that big dick energy. Yeah, I said it right. Mm, 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 mm. Thank you, Ken. Thank and you, Ryan. Ryan. Love you, Ryan. For your energy. For your potato performances. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>